Motorcycles and Misfits. Who? Here at the Recycle Garage. Where? In sunny Santa Cruz, California. Call the blimey, governor. See how I snuck that in so y'all didn't have time to talk over me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no fooling me, no Liza. No fooling you. Sometimes it's just hard to get a word in edgewise. Uh, uh, uh. Love it? No, Love I'm going to be quiet now. So let's introduce who is here in the studio tonight. Hey, everyone. This is everyone. Hey, everyone. <laughs> it's everyone. What the? Okay, sorry. <coughs> this is Liza. And this is the world destruction. Your life ain't nothing. Oh, gosh. Ooh. The human race is becoming a disgrace. I peed. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of pee come out. Anyone? Anyone know that song? Anyone? No. Really? No. Af- Africa Bombada, John Lydon. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Great song. No, you have impeccable taste in music. It's we the kind of song that. you put on in the morning to wake you up. Okay, very yes. good. Yes. And if you want to just make yourself feel like shit. You, you don't karaoke it? <laughs> no. Oh, I should. Also in the room tonight, it's Henry. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to say. Y'all can see he's well prepared. Uh, running the board tonight, it's Bagel. Uh, bonsoir à tous mes, tous mes amis sur le monde. <gasps> tout le monde! Ça, c'est bien. He just said he likes almonds very much. He does like almonds. I almond. love almonds, they are so delicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On the classy girl couch tonight, huh? it's everyone's favorite, Miss Emma. <laughs> Hello, darlings. And there's none classier aside from... The two handsome gentlemen sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. 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 I know, and I, I know. How's that feel, gentlemen? It was super special. Tasty. Keep it coming. And I, I always, I love a man who can twirl his what? stash. Yeah, one's got a beard. Yeah, mm. I know. Also on the classic girl couch, sitting very close to Miss Emma, it's Nate. Nate Jennings from Moto Men here. There you go. And following up on the classic girl couch. We got we got to bring some class in somewhere. This it's Scotland. Oh yeah, how y'all doing? This Black Fox. <laughs> All right. I, I'm guessing there's a story there. Many stories. <laughs> Many stories. Depending on the day. <clears throat> and uh, coming around on the train side of the room, everybody's favorite nose breather. It's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> so good. To s- so good to be here. So thanks for having me. <laughs> My God, the snot's flying. <laughs> and uh, not to be outdone, Henry, do you mind handing me the award on the mantle there? No, not that one. The other award. <laughs> no, it's the one. No, the want. other award. Eliza yeah, worked yeah, hard for that one. There we go. Just because I'm, I'm sitting across from uh, oh, that one too. Mikey, who's wearing his award. It's Mikey, three time. Yeah, you could sit on that award too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wear your third place. I'll wear mine. Yeah, don't AMA sit on this award. one though. Which, by the way, if you happen to see the latest episode, uh, uh, the latest edition. magazine edition of the AMA magazine, you might find my picture in there. Hey, hey. Just saying. Uh, uh, j- next up in the room, it's Jim. Hey, what's happening? And, Peace, uh, love, and soul. Jim and I, we'll, we'll get to it in a little bit. We went on a dirt biking trip, but we met the Grim Reaper. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. You went riding in the abyss of San Luis, didn't you? <laughs> totally. We did. We totally. At a Motel 6, which oh, is God. totally appropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Getting it, coffee. Deluxe accommodations. Tell them Reaper? Dude. The Grim Reaper. You smoked weed with Willie, huh? Mm-hmm. No. And maybe you guys have met that guy. Uh, you guys have been on the road. Maybe you've met this guy. He's a he's a longtime member of the AMA. He rides a bike himself. So you know he, he saw our bikes and then come over and talk to us. And uh, he started off with, "Yeah, just hear about those seven people killed from a truck up in New Hampshire." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you don't say. Wow, that. That's really bad. Yeah, and, and then he started telling us more stories about people who he know who's died or stories he's heard. Well, you got a picture of him. It's like 7.30 in the morning. He's in his, like, sweatpants with, like, sandals on and a couple little styrofoam cups of coffee. <laughs> but he had this, like, fresh look to him. Like, he was probably, like, 70, but these cool, like, mutton-chop sideburns and a cool little leather cap. And he was chatting it up, but he just wouldn't stop running on about all the... All the motorcyclists that are killed, getting killed. <laughs> I know. We're just sitting in the truck ready to like roll out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was nice talking to him. And the way we got rid of him, we said, oh, by the way, uh, you remember the AMA? Have you gotten your latest magazine? You know, you might see my uh, photo in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was pretty cool. And then I told him uh, you can go to Pismo Beach and get your picture in the same magazine for 15 bucks. <laughs> 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 anyway yeah it's it yeah he was he was that guy we were just uh you know like he liked to talk to people but he just couldn't stop talking about people who were getting killed mm. and all the dangers of being on a bike mm. yeah well of course my bike might be broken but i'm not so that's okay exactly exactly so um let's get real quick to what we've been doing and uh, jim we might as well start we did a little dirt bike adventure yesterday yeah. yeah we headed down uh, down to san luis obispo county so away from the beach at a uh, ohv place called uh pozo is that was known pozo pozo, pozo. pozo. Like, yeah there's very nice pozo saloon out there historical yes. cowboy bar yeah. i we, know you went there we did well we rolled right past it we were out exploring right 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 uh afterwards but yes yeah, so we went down there and we uh offloaded at a place called turkey flat oh i know turkey flats very well Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting place. but uh, um, And I'd like to say we are greeted by the welcoming committee there. That's right. A dog named Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have three legs? No, he had four, but um, he his collar, he lives up the street. And you, and you can tell, like, oh, he sees a car go by and he feels like he has to go down and say hi. Okay. Nice. And just came down and hung out and wanted pets and hugs. And oh, would, that's so sweet. Yeah, disappear and come back like a ghost dog. I'm like, he's a ghost <laughs> dog. Where did he go? And then he appears again. Yeah. So I would say, um, oh, yeah, we were up for an adventure. Wanted right. to go try out someplace new. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always game. Try it out. And it's a great, it's a beautiful neck of the woods. It really is. Yeah, it was cool. I was curious to check it out because, um, you know, we have Hollister here, which is yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. And then the illegal stuff where you get shot at. Yeah. But if you want to go a little bit further, the Sierras is like more like four to five, six hours. Right. Um, and this place is about three, three and a half hours. So I'm like, okay, it's it's not Hollister, but it's not as far as the Sierras. And I, I've seen a lot of photography of cool vistas and mountains because right. it's up in the mountains mm-hmm. um, and great views and fun riding. And I'm like, hey, let's go check it out. I mean, you don't know if you don't go. So I threw it out to Liza last week and she called my blood. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're out of here. So we uh, bounced Friday night after traffic and uh, ran into Larry here and had pizza, actually. Right. Yeah. Which is a different um, story, yeah. If you all want to look on a map, if you find Highway 58, which actually joins Highway 101 at Santa Margarita, there is nothing between Santa Margarita and Bakersfield. 
it's not just highway, in, 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 including cell service. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you are out there. Yeah. You're really out in the back, and the road itself is like crazy if you even stay on the road. So yeah. you are in the backwoods back oh, there. Oh, it's it's farms. It's yeah. all farms. So we were only one of uh, one other. There was one other truck there, and uh, yeah. That's the first sign. That was it. Pull into the parking lot. One other truck. Right. On a Saturday at like 10 in the nice. morning. Nice. So it was cool. So um, we decided, let's go explore. He's like, well, I got a map of the place. Should we go try and find a, uh, you know, a, a route to go on? I said, let's just start with the paved road. Let's right, just right, right. do the paved road, the distance. God damn, that paved road went up a mountain oh, to yeah. a like a weather and radar station mm-hmm. with 360 degree views. Oh, fantastic. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was nuts. And it was nice single lane twisty not well maintained but just enough paved road that kind of put me to sleep because you're just going twisty side you, by would side, you wa- side would you want to do it on a street bike probably not oh no the the 250 dual sport was yeah well, it's the perfect tool there's for not it, good yeah. there's not good visibility and there's dirt on the road and yeah right. it reminded yeah. me a lot yeah. of the roads in pakistan right about the you, mountains there it was engaging and you probably need that 21 inch front wheel well, no, I mean, you could put, take a car up it. I mean, this really? was a paved road, yeah. Okay. Um, but we just, let's do the easy route up the road and then back down uh, to where the dirt dirt roads uh, split off from there. Yeah, so it was like uh, fire road kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, four wheel drive vehicles, you right. know, that kind of shit. It was just really, uh, so the, it was really ruddy, really loose, real. Uh, Real steep in spots. Uh, it was it was fun. It was challenging. It, w- it wasn't like the Sierras, which which I have a lot of fun going up there. We had a lot more line of sight. You could see further. It was a little bit cooler, you know, right. in the Sierras. So it was dry. It was loose. Um, the views were great, uh, but it was a lot of you were engaged the whole time. Oh yeah, because right? a lot of ruts, a lot of washboard, um, not oh, a lot of long sight lines. Oh god, washboard drives me nuts. <laughs> I hate washboard. But that's kind of how Carrizo was. Well, it's right on the yeah. other side of Carrizo. Yeah. It's and the same little mountain range. Yeah, I didn't feel like anything was too technical, but I, I know the 250 was was perfect, you know, for the uphills and stuff. I feel like anything more than that, it just, you know, you're not you're not jumping tabletops and shit like that. You know, you're just kind of going down. Yeah, so we decided, all right, so which road do we take now? I'm like, let's just take the, the main road that goes through the park that, you know, you can take cars on. Right. So we can just, again, get a beat on where we are. So we took that, and it was somewhat technical, a lot of dips and, and, and loose dirt. and It's slow going. You know, yeah, slow going. Second, some third gear. And we got to the... Uh, well, we the next stop, which turned out to be the other end, mm-hmm. the Navajo fl- Navajo Flats, flats something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Ground. So then we turned around and came back. There, but you're right, you're back there. We didn't see anybody. <clears throat> no. Yeah, nobody. Turned around and came back. Now and now we're like, okay, should we try one of the trails? All right. All right. And so they had them marked on the map, uh, Black Diamond and Blue Square, me- mm-hmm. you know, medium. And then we'd already done all the easy kind of paved or paved or non-paved roads that cars can go on. So I'm like, let's try the uh, the blue. And it looks like a big loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did some of the easy stuff. And the easy stuff would be like intermediate stuff at Hollister. So it, yeah. was, it, was, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't easy, I'd say. So you, you think it's a, it's a more technical place than Hollister? Oh, well, fuck yeah. Uh, so yeah, we hop on his... Because Liza's always goading me into stuff, and I... And I always say no, 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 and I, I yeah, but you keep on yes. cu- you keep on riding with her. I know, Jim. and That's I always end up caving mistake. in. I just learned to cave in faster now. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, it's just intermediate trail." And I, I go, I said, "It's going to be hard," and because of the riding we we'd been doing, she's like, "Oh, just just do it." And I'm like, "All right," and. Uh, 
so it's a it's a steep uphill with a right hand uh, off into who knows where and i'm used to trails being kind of like uh, the, like the black diamonds we we normally do there'll be one or two hard parts you know like one crux but other than that it's fairly it's not that bad so i'm like all right go for it so it's a lot of loose crumbly dry dirt and steep with ruts and that kind of stuff. So go up the bend, make the turn. It's not that bad. I'm like, cool. But it's just more uphill, loose stuff. And, and then the, the only reason I, I was interested in doing this, because I looked at the map, you could do a loop, and the loop brought you out and back to that main road we'd already done. So I knew right. we could bring it back. I don't like coming down hills, but I saw like, oh, we'll go up these hills, and then it will bring us around. So I thought, no okay. problem. It was kind of sketchy. It was a good route, though. Anytime you have something steep with a switchback in the middle, and you're like, ooh. Yeah, it was, but, it was a, a route, though. It was good. Um, but Jim. How did you break your bike? Oh. <laughs> that I'm, well, that not exactly. Well, I, that's kind of, yeah, I'll, we'll get into that. Oh, wow. No, no, no. We, we, we learned some lessons, and yeah. I, it was definitely um, a little bit above what I like riding. Okay. Um, but then Jim was just going for it, and he's taking the lead, and he went up a really steep hill that, one of those type of steep hills that once you lose your traction and your wheel spins, you're done. You're done. Mm. Yeah. You can't yeah. start back up in the middle. Yeah, it was steep and crumbly, and it had a couple little jumps to begin with, so you couldn't get a run up. So you kind of get over the first one uh, without losing control. When you come back down, you just have to kind of pin it to start getting ahead to get up the hill and then get over the next kind of peak thing. Right. And I finally got up far enough and everything was just, I was doing everything, like leaning this way, that way, throttle. I was doing Kegels. I was doing whatever it took. <laughs> and it wasn't happening for you. <laughs> and I just finally spin and stalled out. And I was like, motherfucker. Oh, shit. But, uh, but it was good practice. I mean, super steep and funky and shit. But so to turn the bike around and all that. And But Jim. How did you break your bike? Uh, I, well, that just happened over time. It was, oh, oh yeah, no, 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 I was hoping for no, some we, great epiphany of you just smashing your bike over. No, we know, but just, I had been... I could tell by the smile on your face. Tell me. I had been <laughs> I commenting. Lot, I had been commenting because uh, the CRF 250 that I bought has a very soft suspension. Yes. And I keep talking about getting it upgraded, but I was like... I don't know because I'm watching Jim hit these potholes and he is hitting it hard and his bike is going clunk and then I go over and it's like whoa, whoa, nothing right and I'm thinking oh well, maybe I have some really good suspension yeah it didn't start the day like that it started the day fine and uh, but then all of a sudden at some point it's like why do I feel like I'm bottoming bottoming out the rear end and it just got worse and worse and I'm right. like I had to make I just blew a uh, seal you know yeah. and fucked the shocks fucked I'll get back down it's not going to be catastrophic and whatever and um I get back down. That's not it. That's not it. So the way I have my, it's a KLX 250. The way I have it set up is it has the uh, gear rack in the back. And I have a little flat, I can't remember the name, but it's a flat fuel tank, holds a gallon of gas. Rotex. Thank you. Rotex on it. And then I got a little tool kit on there. So it's probably like 11 pounds. Well, that 11 pounds on that tool rack. I like to the fact that your shock's going out and putting stress on it. You just fractured it. Yeah. And I don't don't, don't think the shock was going out. I think it just Finally, the, the fucking back of my bike broke off. Every, yeah, every time he was hitting a bump, his whole rear end was dropping down and bouncing back up oh and making God. a clink. So, so I thought he was just hitting hitting these holes really hard. No, it's just the clanking. It's just the clanking. The frame breaking. <laughs> it was just the frame oh, breaking. Oh, shit. Yeah, so anyway, we, we had to get back down these steep hills that we went up and managed it i did that thing where you know the rear wheel is just locking up and it's and the it killed the engine and then uh the rear wheel started sliding around to the side but i just kept my uh, foot on the uphill side i just kept thinking don't worry about what the back's doing keep the front pointed where you right. want to go 
<clears throat> that sounds great. And I just kind of <laughs> sideways slid down the mountain, but kept it pointed. Um, the thing I don't like, some of these had turns at the bottom, so you can't just let it go and have runoff at the bottom where you can catch yourself. It's like... It's there's loose. a turn and it's loose and um and then miraculously jim got down too yeah well i was doing like everything i was doing the kegels but i had right. you know i had it the bike off <laughs> transmission engaged um front and back brake so you're just right. kind of doing all those in multiple ways just to basically skid the bike down till you can get it a spot right. where because i could have started it but i would immediately been hauling ass downhill in loose dirt with a jump and, a, and like a tight left-hander mm-hmm. and i was like uh. is, is there people who rip through that kind of shit though i mean because i did the same thing but i mean like like there what are people who are actually really good at riding the other yeah. truck was two guys on two strokes that were just well, tell them about tearing through well tell them about the, those two guys entrance into the parking lot oh yeah they came like doing like 50 in, in a wheelie through sand <laughs> into the so parking lot could With ride like, like that like a hundred yard slide as a up to their truck you but know? yeah the, no, they could ride yeah. oh yeah so the biggest thing that like that stopped me from doing that hill climb was just sheer ability and talent which i do not have so that was it yeah so we realized the, the black diamonds are out the mediums are out <laughs> Yeah. All we can do is the access road back and forth. Let's, but go, you get know, a, uh, let's go get a milkshake. <laughs> let's go get a milkshake. But just for something different, do you think it was worthwhile? Um, I really enjoyed We actually did that paved road back up to the weather station again. And you enjoyed it? Um, it yeah, it's like so, like our really good goat roads here, but we knew there's nobody there. Right. And it just it was just a very and relaxing, is, nice And night. it is a beautiful neck of the woods. Can <clears throat> I share my Pozo story? It's very mm, short. No. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Um, it happened, actually, about a year after I was in in America. So I was still really fresh off the boat. And I was actually living in a trailer in San Luis Obispo. And I like the Pozo Saloon, so I used to go out to the Pozo Saloon once in a while um, <coughs> in the summertime when it was very, very warm. And this was in September. And the, the weather in San Luis Obispo in September is glorious. And you get these really warm evenings. So I'm trucking along. And I actually am on a gold wing. I had a um, 78 wing back then. Naked one. And I'm trucking along. Highway 58. And you both know what Highway 58 is like. Because you've been out there. And it's desolate. And I oh, somebody's abandoned a little calico kitten in the middle of the road. I like cats. I'm going to pick it up and put it in my jacket. So I pull up to this little calico kitten, and I put the bike on its stand. I get off, and it's like, oh, there's something wrong here. There's too many legs. Fucking chupacabra. It was a tarantula. (laughs) A big one as well. The size of a kitten. And it was bright orange and black. And then I saw another one. And then I saw another one. And and I lost count at about 50. That makes sense, because tarantulas get on the move six weeks before it rains. There you go. So if you saw them in September, that adds up. So now I'm spooked. So I get on the bike. I think all hell's breaking out. It's going to start, like, raining sulfur and shit. So I go up to um, Pozo, and I say, Jesus Christ, you'll never guess what I saw. And I described it, and they said, yeah, you were actually very lucky to see it. And it happens right about a month to six weeks before the rainy season comes. The tarantulas move uphill to get away from the... um, the rain. The, the rain. Yeah. So because they'll drown. I mean, a tarantula is only like an inch off the ground. So an inch of groundwater, it's going to die. So they move on mass. And let me tell you, you have no idea how many tarantulas there are. They were everywhere. Once I actually started looking and knew what to look for, 
but Calico Kitten in the middle of the street <laughs> with too many legs and an ugly face. Because, <laughs> my God, those things are I'm going to have nightmares now. It scared the crap out nightmares. of me. Did, uh, did Pozo have blooms like the um, like the place I went to, Carrizo? Like, uh, like the, they had the super bloom down there with like the purple, oh, no. the red, and yellow no, flowers. No, this was well. Uh, so th- there were flowers there, but this is also like six to eight weeks later. Yeah. So right. there were still flowers blooming. There were those big yellow, those mm-hmm. yellow ones, and then purple shit and stuff. So it the, looks like um, a field of color. Yeah. yeah but what the best pay- place for blooms in the winter time around here is Fort Hunter Liggett. It's yeah. amazing. The blooms yeah, over toward Fort Hunter Liggett are just unreal. But it's the winter time thing. So uh, to answer your question, would we go again? No, I'm good. I, but I, I'm glad that we scouted it out. It was and worth I, the trip. And on yeah. the way home, we stopped at a poker room slash steakhouse. Okay. <laughs> Where? Oh, Chumash. <laughs> I don't know. Like out of a Templeton or somewhere. Oh, okay. oh my God! <laughs> no, no, no! It was worth going. We knew it was going to be good because it was the first one off the freeway exit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, do you know who owns a ranch in Templeton? Hmm? You know who owns a ranch in Templeton? Who? Alex Trebek. Oh, um. there you go. But um, yeah, it was good I, to check out. You know, just to know what it's about. And now we know. And all right, but I would, okay. I, I enjoy the Sierras a lot more. Okay. But you know, if we had asked um, Mike the first time he went to Born Free, was yes. it worth it? And would he go again? What would you have said, Mike? Hell yeah! In fact, he did. Wow! Yeah. You yeah. like that segue, Mike? Yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you. That's, that's so, why you got the award, huh? <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. So um, you went on down to Born Free, for those who don't remember, because you've been a few times. Would you call this a chopper show, a bike show? Uh, what do you call it? Um, I would definitely say it's a chopper show. It's very a lot of Harleys, a lot of different types of Harleys. But I mean, I don't think there's any love lost for you know motorcycles in general there because you do see it. Maybe like five or ten percent. You see a couple like really interesting dual sports or like you know some weird one off Ducati. But for the most part, it's a sea of Harleys. I'm going to say it's a church of the of the bike builder. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? It's it's you know the other thing is too. It's it's those, not those like pray what I to hear. the altar of custom building. Let me put it this way: imagine, imagine Hollister Rally had a bike show in it, right? Yeah. And you know what Hollister Rally is like. This is not like that. Yeah, but this isn't people showing off their bikes that they bolted a bunch of curiosity exactly. shit on. This yeah. is like the custom this builder. This is some proud, proud people. Very, very proud of what they've done. And exactly, uh, this is like art. This is art. Yeah, there was a couple of bikes there. The absolutely, there's there's a few in there that you just. It's just nice to look at, you know. It's just really nice to look at. You look at them and you're like, I don't know. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't want to ride that a block down the road. I just. I wouldn't even. Just. It's so clean and so proper, and all the lines are perfect on it. And then you have a couple of those other ones that are just like like serious rest restorations with, uh, but just super clean. You know what I mean? Maybe a couple of um, handmade parts, but. Mm-hmm. Like uh, just a really really clean rebuild, and then they, and then they do like other stuff there too. It'll take like this model of Harley, and then just you know, like people's different versions of how to make it look cool. You know, um, you know, futuristic ones, like real throwback version on a newer one. But um, what, what I think what really separates this one from from other shows that I've been to is the the whole um, ride your bike into the show thing. So there's two different ways. All right, so let me just break it down. It's a th- uh, two-day event. There's a pre-party um, at this place called Cook's Corner, mm-hmm. which is oh, um, yeah. right down the street, uh, and it's in Silverado, uh, California. So that's the that's the details. And Cook's Corner is basically like this 
pretty popular. I suppose it's a famous biker bar. Mm-hmm. And um, Friday night, uh, I think I believe it's Bill Well. Somebody can correct me on that. But they they put on a um, a show. Remember Josh Sheehan from Basket Case Magazine? Mm-hmm. He won this show, and that's oh, why he's a really? part. This like a couple of years ago, and oh, that's okay. why he's a part of Born Free in the, in the way that he is. Uh, JP Rodman, you remember JP mm-hmm. Rodman for right. our interviews? He, he does those cool trike things, right? Yeah, he was there he was too. But he had also won this uh, Friday Night Cook's Corner thing, and that's what got him into Born Free, you know, official. You also so. ran into Danger Dan. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. I think I think I pissed him off though, and I hope he's hearing me. And I apologize if I did, because oh, no. he just got off the bike, and I recognize him, and and I don't know if he recognized me, but I said, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm looking at him, and I mean, I swear to God, he looked like he just drove through a dust storm. And he probably did. But he he always looks like that too. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. But I but I said to him, I was like. Damn, dude! I was like, you look broken. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you look fucked up, man. So you, at least you dirty. didn't go up to him and say, "Look at me when don't look at me when I'm inside of you." No, I would, okay. but he's yeah, big, right. dude. These guys no, fucking like six foot four. Him, no way, dude. But Dan's um, awesome. Though. Much respect to that guy. He's legit as fuck. But I think he got pissed off because I was like, I was just like, "Damn, dude, you look rugged." <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I just rode from Texas." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. But he, he rode a chopper there too, and, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. But so basically, here's the thing, right? This is last minute for me. I wasn't planning on going because mm-hmm. I wanted to do. Uh, I have to save my trips, you yeah. know, throughout the summer for like things that I really want to do. Uh, Born Free wasn't on the list. I haven't been there in two years, but, um, you know, I just said last minute, I was like, fuck it. Here's the thing is the ride down there is pretty brutal. You would know, you know, riding down the five in the middle of summer God almighty, on a motorcycle is, is, I swear to God, it's like driving through hell. It's like 107 degrees. Last time I was for four hours straight. And like, you think the faster you go, you're going to get more of a breeze to cool you off, but it's, it's still 107 degrees of, of breeze. Right. That's why I like, it's like someone with a blow dryer on you for four hours straight. Yeah. That's why I like going down number one. Yeah. But that's the other, so that's the, the thing for, for my location. I've done this a couple of times and it's like, it's great if you leave Thursday, take a slow ride down, get to the bottom of the one Friday, kind of casually, you know, meander over through the LA area, which is kind of shitty riding. And then you're there for Cook's Corner. You do Saturday, but then what happens? Everybody's going to go back to work on Monday. Right. So do you stay for the show on Sunday night or do you just bomb back early or stay for a little bit? And then either way, you're going through the five and you're dealing with that. There's a slightly better way you can go. And it's longer if you've got time. Yeah, airplane's great. (laughs) You can actually take 101 down through San Luis Obispo. And just before you get to Santa Maria which is about yeah, 20, 20 miles south of San Luis Obispo, you go east on 166, and it's going to drop you at the bottom of the grapevine. So you yeah. avoid all that nonsense. Yeah. You just But 166 is pretty brutal. You go through Kayama and New Kayama. New Kayama is in the middle of summer. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's brutal whichever way you do it. So it sounds like you saw some of the old favorites. Did you meet any new builders you were really impressed with? No. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I did. I, here's the thing is I talked to a couple of guys, and there's actually a couple of people who, who, who recognized me from the podcast, and they were all, oh, Mikey three times, Mikey three times. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? But, um, Hold so, on. I don't think... Uh, Nate in Scotland know why you're called Mikey three times. Oh, because I'm a winner, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this right here, this right here is this motherfucking winner. Okay, but we have babe. Mikey uh, second place right Yeah, but you, you. You know, he got second place and he was the only one in the class. How does yeah, that happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means you're a loser. Uh, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Come on. Uh, guys, boys, 
Can we talk about winners here, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So no, no new builders. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's What's here's my, my experience was that because I didn't plan on I Yo, usually go with somebody. I've, listen, tell I've been me married something. for a couple years. I've been something. married for nine years. I'm always with somebody. With my kid, my company. I'm working with somebody. I'm so used to being with people. Now I'm just drove all the way down there by myself, and I'm sitting there in the in the truck like, am I a fucking loser? You're like, no, a hand job in the alley. Yeah, but no, I'm, just, I'm sitting there driving like, is this a fucking stupid thing to do? Just drive to a motorcycle show like six hours away by myself and just kind of cruise around. But um, it turns out I am a loser. <laughs> and, and it was a stupid thing to do. So I get down there and um, I'm at Cook's Corner and I, you know, I walk through, I check out the bikes, I park my bike. And, uh, you know, part of the, the thing that's really cool, Cook's Corner, they line up. Hold the, on. Are you saying that you put your bike in the truck? Yes. Drove it down there, parked somewhere nearby, and then rode No, in. at my hotel, and I rode there. So yeah. that's what I'm not going to do next year. Next time, I'm just going to like cut out the whole having my bike at all things. Poser! Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Well, I feel so like you're going a, the wrong direction on that. No, no, no. Taking a bike at all next year. I feel like you're moving the wrong direction. Well, I'm going to bring my wife instead, you know? Oh, well, you know, okay. Okay. And my kid. But here's the thing is, right, so I got nothing to prove. I got my badge of honor, bitch. I rode 107 degrees up fucking the five two years in a row. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> this is why Danger Dance pissed uh, at you, You mean bro. my cross-country trip? Yeah, bullshit. No, but... Yeah, in the winter? Get the fuck out. Like, like right at the end of summer? Come on, stop I'm, it. I'm going to come to Mike's defense here because <clears throat> the saddest irony about a lot of these shows like Born Free, like all of them, um, if you want to have... A competitive bike or even a bike that gathers attention it ain't gonna be necessarily a rider now yep. I've ridden Lucky Charms <clears throat> enough I love Lucky Charms but I wouldn't want to ride it more than 50 miles <laughs> Yeah, some of the bikes, if you look and at the pictures there, the bikes are almost yeah, unrideable. And the, the, mm -hmm. the kind of bike you'd want to ride there, I mean, your Z1000 would be a great platform, mm -hmm. but it's it's a stock Z1000, big deal. So, so yeah, I'm with you. And I, I know the people have seen your leather work before, but there were people going gaga over it this year? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think so. I mean, people always do, because it's just like, it's such a bizarre looking bike, but this is the kind of place where the, my bike, as cool as it looks here, mm -hmm. locally... Doesn't stand a chance next to any of these like really well built like from the frame up bikes and and that's the thing but it, it's an eye catcher and people come up and they see it and they're it's just different you know it's something yeah, nobody's but, really seen but so you've I'm, got a Honda how is that received in this type of building community either you like it or you don't you know but I think you respect the vision right. you so know like, what I mean I'm, so I'm wondering like did you get like because I know you're like uh, you're an artist, obviously. Did you get any inspiration down there? Did you see bikes where you like, oh hell yeah, stoked your, stimulated your stoke, so to speak? Yeah, like so. So the thing is, like, I'm stoked on my bike and I love my bike, but I feel like if I can do that with a Honda and get the the kind of uh, attention that it gets with a you know, uh, a Honda Davidson. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what I could do with a like an Ironhead or, or some other shit. You know what I mean? Like where where there's like a big, you know, kind of step into that and then see where I can go with that. I mean, because people who love Harley's love my bike and they're like, this is a really cool looking thing. I wonder what I could do. And and I don't think I'd want to go the same route as everybody else. I think I would do something that's kind of like my style. But um, I think so yeah, everybody, so everybody says titties? that. What would be on it? titties out maybe some uh <laughs> yeah you would leave uh, the front brake on the bike yeah I'd put the front <laughs> brake on. so you're gonna you're gonna jump into the harley scene 
I, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think no. I'm going to jump in. American you know what I, mean? v- I, I might dip a toe, but you know what I'm saying? Just the tip. <laughs> I'm not much for jumping all in. You know what I mean? We'll see Bullshit. what happens. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go full retard or anything, but, <laughs> but here, let me tell you what happened. So being there by myself, it was interesting because I'm, I'm walking around and I'm socializing a little bit. I ran into a couple that know everybody on the podcast uh-huh. and, and I don't remember their names. I always forget. And they're probably going to be upset too because they listen. But are I they, saw them at they, Locked and Lodi too. Guys or gals? It's a, a guy and a, and a girl. Okay. And they every time I see them, I'm walking by down the street somewhere in some random fucking place and they're like, hey, Mike. You know, like, oh, you know they're shit. listening to this right now and they're just completely crushed. I know. They can write an email and just say, you know, tell me what's up. Ahead, Actually, you know what? You should put them in touch with Paul. Fuck him. <laughs> don't, even, don't even bring him up. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> so here's the thing. So I'm walking around Cook's Corner, right? And I'm getting this, like, feeling. I do a couple laps, and the best part of the thing is, like, of course, there's the invited builders, and you're checking them out. You can vote for You get people's choice. That's that's the name of the, the whole thing. <laughs> and then, you know, then what do you do? You just sit there and drink. I mean, I don't drink, so... I'm walking around looking at bikes and and, and 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 down there I feel like people a bit like if they know each other that's it but you you can't really just socialize with people quite as much or maybe it's just me. No, that's Orange County. Yeah, so I was just kind of like I don't know I was just standing there like lurking and I felt like all right this is fucking awkward and like and at some point I'm just like standing there by myself I'm like why am I here I seen all the bikes I'm not gonna drink uh fuck it I'm gonna go home and and, net- and watch some Netflix go back to the fucking hotel. So I did, and everybody else partied. But that was kind of like my experience. And then going into the next day, going to Born Free, I was thinking, like, well, it's kind of weird to, to go here by myself. But realistically, I'm here for the bikes. I don't really give a shit about everybody else. And every time I go down there with, like, 13 or 15 people, I wind up in the show by myself anyway. Right. Because everybody just kind of does what they want. So I was like, didn't really matter. But there's really not too many people to be like, hey, check that bike out. Or, oh, what are you? Or, or like, kind of bounce shit off of. You know what right. I mean? And uh, Or eat and have a conversation with over you know lunch or something so i just did a bunch of walking around i talked to josh josh won an award mm-hmm. again cool. congratulations he's like really bitching metal work in there like uh, engraving and shit like oh yeah, yeah his dad just dad, dad does all the engraving fucking ball yeah. so is this a well-run event that you would recommend to anyone yeah it, it's it, i get it so i'm thinking i'm going to bring uh marie and freya down next year to come and stay, you know what I mean, like somewhere, because there's a beautiful little spot right on the water, and then and then go to it because they have a bunch of kids stuff now. What I'm hoping for next year, I mean, Mike's got his bikes. I've got a big project that's nearing completion, which I'm really trying to get ready for the beginning of 2020, and I think we can actually start doing these shows together and actually have a couple of bikes representing the recycle garage. Um, and actually start doing these events properly. The one show. Yeah, you yeah. get yourself a tent, a proper pop-up mm-hmm. with the recycle on it. And then, you know, you can sell your merchandise right. and, and uh, advertise the podcast. Cause and it, have a bike or two in front. I'm, I'm really hoping to get the turbo bike finally finished. As long as I don't get too distracted. And you know what my mind's like, Liza. I'm like friggin' <laughs> Let like me. a puppy dog. But if I can actually You're like, like a, a calico with too many legs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But if I if I can actually, cut, I think I can finish the turbo bike by oh. the end of this year and get the bugs so, out so we can show it next year with you, Mike. So, Mike, what do you got written down there in your? Well, book? just Is this there's the a couple of like you know uh, mentions that I wanted to talk about. It's just incredible looking bike. Um, 
if you have Instagram, you could check out these guys uh, at Vintage Technologies. Um, was one of the builders, and obviously the show is still going on today. It's just mm-hmm. finished now, so I don't know who won, um, but I do know that Josh. His uh, his tag is at Dirty Biker. He's got a bike called Buzzard Luck, and it's uh, it's pretty sick. His dad did a bunch of engraving on it, and uh, he did all the paints. And you know, he's he's a builder in the sense that he builds his bikes for him to ride, but he's not like a like a show builder and mm-hmm. he's actually been winning a bunch of stuff and right you know his uh his magazine's doing pretty well uh basket case and he's just such an awesome dude to talk to that's the one yeah yeah, yeah so Josh this guy's uh, bike is on so fucking real first place uh invited of builder of course it did it, it was a matter it, it had to i i just when you see this bike if you check this guy's bike out online oh the giant vintage technology no oh, that is wild. it's not that dude you gotta see it there's so much like open shit on the engine that's yeah. not normally open and he's got like powder coated parts and the color blue that he used was just so fucking eye popping with the chrome. It looked like you couldn't, you can't, you couldn't tell one part of the machine from the other because it was just so fucking mirror finished. And they actually put mirrors underneath the bike so you could see like the entire wraparound of the bike. It looked to me when I looked at this guy's bike that he had spent like weeks, weeks on one little part. And figuring this out, and then moved on to something else. Oh like, God, I, welcome to my world. I couldn't fathom the amount of like time it went in to actually get this thing, you know, to to the finish. And it I was just incredible. Uh, Dirty biker, that's Josh's bike. Buzzard's luck was pretty cool. Obviously, JP Rodman, he's got his three wheelers are pretty cool. It's a it was a Volkswagen. It wasn't yeah, I really saw a that thing, and it's kind of almost got like wood it's, finishes on it. It's pretty friggin' wild. It is cool. Yeah, it is cool. J- J- JP looked like he lost a bit of weight, you know, on this one. It, a lot, he looked just a little skinnier than the last time I saw him. Um, there's another bike, expensive trash. They did this like really weird, right. um, at expensive trash. They did this weird, um, tank that was a skull but it was all kind of like marble black with these really cool kind of translucent colors on the side you got to see it you just got to see some of these bikes and then um one thing that i that was uh, i caught my attention with these two um i'd seen them they're they're the name of their tag is at detroit antique motorcycles they had this beautiful um I think it was a Harley, and and it did just guys look like super vintage. They're probably in their fifties, sixties. These black dudes are from Detroit, brought this right. bike all the way out here, and they I think they do like really really high end restorations on bikes. And uh, they had like the uh, old school uh, board. What do you call board, board tracker outfits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I couldn't believe they they were in like full costume for it the entire time. Right. And it was pretty hot out there. My man had black leathers on. Yeah, yeah. There they are. That's cool. And it, it, oh yeah, that was beautiful <clears throat> wow. bikes. I mean, oh yeah. Th- th- oh, yeah. Oh here's my the thing: God. is so that's that, right? And now here's another thing about about Born Free that was interesting to me. I've been to Chopper Fest. I've been to uh, David Mann's or a BSA. Yeah, I've been to David Mann's Chopper Fest. I've been to a couple of shows for Choppers, and a lot of them, Hollister Rally. They have these like really commercial kind of uh, pushing this agenda of like every other booth has the same shit in it you know like bunch of patches bitch fell off my bike you know all this other shenanigans Uh, maybe even Sturgis is the same way Mm -hmm. the thing that makes this unique is that there's like all these people that you'll find on Instagram like say if I started doing leather work and then you'll see a booth there and I'm doing pretty well because of the show Um, and then there's people like us like our garage where they have these two really awesome bikes that's you know people that they're whatever made they put those out and that catches your attention then you go into their and talk to them they might just be handing out free stickers cards selling a couple t-shirts but trying to advertise for what they're doing um and and there's not 
too many things that you'll find the same of in this. And there's so many fucking vendors. And I respect that so much because that's one of the things that pissed me off about driving all the way to fucking Aventura to Chopper Fest in the middle of the night, get to this fucking show in the rain, and it was like going to the Hollister Rally. Uh, <laughs> somebody might get pissed off that I said that and think it's untrue, but and I walked through, I was, I was like, this is a bit ridiculous. And, yeah, um, but I've heard this. I mean, let's not concentrate on... Chopper Fest, but no. more on the one show I've heard over and over and over again. That is kind of almost an old-fashioned show. It's got a really one nice... One show or Born Free? Born Free, I beg yeah. your pardon. <clears throat> the, and the one show, to a certain extent, it's got a really old-fashioned vibe to it. And it's got really... It's just got a really, really nice, mellow, old-fashioned no, vibe. I, I think I think Born Free and One for, uh, One Show are uh, similar in that they really do uh, celebrate the artist and oh yeah, the yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it really. It, I feel like. I, I, going back down there after not being there for two years, I felt like I was really excited that I went, and I'm really glad that I was able to experience it again. It was a little bit bigger than it usually was when the last times I was there. Um, you know, it can get a little bit crowded in places, but the food's really good. The people are usually are really nice uh, in the show. There's no drama, um, and we know a bunch of people, so when you go down there you bump into a lot of familiar faces and it's just a it's a really kind of a warm environment with beautiful great beautiful, just it, endless amount of bikes to look at that are just unbelievable. And, a, and an endless variety it sounds yeah like. and yeah. now they got a cool kids section too so i'm gonna bring Freya. i down. don't have children yeah you, you want what you want one <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> another thing to throw out to sweeten the pot is they also have flat track racing on friday yeah. right yep. so they have the stampede they call it down industry hills or somewhere and uh a big shout out and, and to wiggins well, Wiggins was charging hard, and I'm glad he's walking. You know, he uh, he had some good racing, and uh, but had a little mishap. So oh, I'm just boo. glad he's okay, because those flat track accidents are not. Oh, that gnarly! Fucked up. So, but uh, but shout out to Chris. Good racing. He gave it a good right. uh, the, gave it a good try, and glad he's walking. Yeah, get get well soon. He obviously. was charging hard into the turn, though. I'm like, oh, he's going for it. He's going and for he's it. And he's going like, down. Oh. <laughs> hey, you don't know if you don't try. So glad you're okay, homie. I've had a hard time getting some of us to come down because mm -hmm. it's hot right out there that's not really why i think everybody thinks i think our experience has been things like the hollister rally and so it, how and how like, how, like how la and shit is it it's there very different you know you know area. you know i appreciate a good custom build Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm curious. Seriously. Yeah, well, let's see what uh, What about that bike dude, in there that's been dude, sitting there for a year? Jim, you were with me when we uh, stopped at that Harley shop and the dude was trying to fit each of us on a bike, Emma. Yes, yeah. And, he, how, and we how, went how over to we that custom. Of this? How did I know? Like, didn't I know, like, all the parts and components on it? And he yeah, was like, exactly. and how does she like, know what? all the yeah. brand and this and that? And oh, Paco front end and this and that. I I know about bike building. Paco front end. Listen to oh, you. yeah. Oh, but yeah, since we go to shows like. The quality of the one show, and mm -hmm. um, I really feel like it's an experience you should have. Yeah, right. I mean, if you really want to broaden your horizons and, and tap the market of, in motorcycles with what we do, there's a huge market there. If I'm going to go it. to um, uh, predominantly a big twin Custom. show, that would be it. Yeah. Cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it, sounds, it, it sounds really cool. It definitely helps me understand how shitty a welder I am. This one's for the listeners. <laughs> I think it's, this one's for all those Harley listeners out there. This is your chance to call Liza out. About what? About your Harley stuff to get you to go to a Harley show. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking? about? Don't play silly with me. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you look at me when you're saying that to me? And, and I said mm. big twin. I'm not exclusive to Harleys. I will bash them all. 
I'm kidding. Um, so you had to ride, well, you had to drive down, for, but you've done it before, riding down four hours in the heat. It's pretty tough. Six, well, I mean, it's a six-hour ride six from hours. here to uh, Silverado. So, um, hey, uh, Nate in Scotland, can you top that? Riding six hours in the heat? That's a long way. Get here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's beach traffic. Before noon. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I wanted to introduce our guests, Nate and Scotland, who are here. You guys are in the middle of a pretty big ride. Oh, God, it's marathon And, and you ride. are the Moto Dot Men. That's right. And uh, we were talking earlier, you, you got an idea to do this trip. And uh, but you also you gave some purpose to it, and you're doing good. Mm-hmm. So can you describe to us exactly what your your trip is, and and what your uh, how you're giving back to the community? Oh, bye, Henry. Ciao, right. Henry. Now yeah, starting out with the trip, we're looking at a 40 day trip, and we're trying to squeeze 17 or so thousand miles out of it. Turned into originally, like the original plan was 12, mm-hmm. and then it went to 16. Now I think we're going to be crossing 17 thousand over in the 40 day time period. Okay. So we're going to be taking off from which we already did May 25th from the. Uh, Roanoke Star. That's just a big milestone in the Roanoke area, so everybody knows where we're starting from. Go over to the Atlantic, jump in the Atlantic, go cruising on down to the Texas area, Magnolia area, where we had Mission K9 to give out some donation money to them. And we, yep, that's, I know. So wait, did you... I gotta get there. Did you, you started out with money in the coffer to give out? Yeah, but at the Roanoke Star, we did our first endowment recipient. We gave him $1,000 to a a disabled service-connected Marine. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Right. We, I want to get more into the details, but the mm-hmm. overview is... Yeah, and then we go down to Galveston Island. We touch the water down there, so we hit the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. headed up, hit all the national parks through this country, and then ended at Prudhoe Bay and jumped in the Arctic Ocean. Wow. <laughs> and then I got oh. to jump in the Pacific today, so then we're going to yeah. head back across and get back to the Atlantic. You, you were up at Prudhoe Bay just five days ago. Uh, a little bit longer now. Was it? Probably eight days ago. Eight days okay. ago? Wow. Not too long ago. So basically, uh, there's three of you mm-hmm. on this trip. Sort of, kind of. Sort, well, kind, of. sort one, of, kind of. One, one's and, in early. And you're, the whole idea is we're going to go on this trip and we are going to give away money and raise money. We're going to be inspiring other people to get out and ride, first of all. You know, finding ourselves as well as inspiring other people. And on the trip, we're looking for people that are in help and could use our help, whether it be, which is transforming completely in my mind in the last week, but somebody that's a disabled veteran or a cancer survivor or cancer victim that might need a little bit of assistance financially, then we're going to seek them out. And then the money we're raising, we donate to those individuals we find en route. So why were these... Why were these the things that were important to you? Well, the original individual that helped me get the whole concept started back in 2017, when we sat down and wrote it out in 18 and actually met, I just lost my grandfather and uncle to cancer, and he had just, his wife just had a double mastectomy. So we knew right. cancer was going to be something to ride, a, ride for because mm-hmm. he had a big heart. I got a big heart. We all just wanted to help people. Why would just do something selfishly? Why not do it that benefits others? And then I'm a service-connected veteran, so that's where that came in. And Mission Canine was something that Andy, one of the original gentlemen that was coming with us, uh, 
hooked us up with Chris at Mission Canine, and that was where they came from. And so it was his idea first to do this big, crazy trip. He's had this idea for, like, it's like I've had this idea for 25 years, Nate, and I just want to go to Prudhoe Bay. I just need someone to go with. And he invited me. He found me on YouTube and invited me down to Texas because I'm from Virginia. And I said, let's do it. And he found another friend, another friend in New Zealand and Australia. And then they had logistic issues out the wazoo. So they weren't going to make this trip. Mm. And that's where Scotland came in and got him on board. So that it was going to be Andy, Scotland, and myself. And Scotland, he was the uh, Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> this is before they got rid of the uh, people finding people. Mm-hmm. That's right. The, you were looking under the M for, me, for M? <laughs> Second? <laughs> looking for the, the Craigslist. Motorcycle for motorcycle. Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> the Craigslist killer. <laughs> M dot M. That's where it all comes from. Nope. I was buying motorcycles from Nate, and he saw that I had been doing a bunch of trips. I'd take summers off. And so he said, do you want to go? And I was like, let's go right now. What are we even waiting for? <laughs> oh, that's but great. We had to make a plan. And so we got together, we made that plan, and here we are. So it sounds like one of the first things you had to do is you had to get proper bikes for this trip. Yeah, what are you two riding? Triumph three cylinders. <gasps> Everybody loves three cylinders. That's most of what's in my arsenal. But the Tiger 1200 XCA specific, mm-hmm. I got the matte khaki green. He got the crystal white. And we're like the yin and the yang of motorcycles from the Triumph 1200 line. Marine so, blue. What, so what made you decide on that bike? That was uh, something that I made contact with a few. I've been in the industry for 18 plus years and started using my resources. Hey, I need some help. We need mm-hmm. some sponsorship. We need some people to step out and help us. So I contacted Triumph and BMW. Triumph is on the spot, Johnny Spot. Just, hey, I'll just go ahead and help you out with this and we'll help you out with social media and with the motorcycles and anything we can we can do to support you. So Great. There was, that was where that came about. Plus, I really wanted to ride the three-cylinder because personally, that's what's mostly in my arsenal, like I said. So, and and I, to me, that's... That that's one of the best noises in the motorcycle mm-hmm. industry. It, it really is. Yeah. There's nothing sounds like a triple. So I'd like to know what is in your arsenal. What's in my arsenal? Yeah. What do you got in the garage? I've got the Triumph Tiger 1200 XCA, a Triumph Street Triple R 2012 pre-electronics, no ABS and traction control. Mm-hmm. Got a Daytona 675R track mm-hmm. bike. Oh, that's a good bike. Yeah, man, she's a screamer. And then we've got uh, little things like a Honda Metropolitan 50, <laughs> Honda CRF 230L that I train mm-hmm. people on. I've got a Ninja 250 race bike, an old 90, or actually like a 2005 EX 250R. Mm-hmm. Um, I love two strokes, so I've got a little Aprilia RS125 that I've been mm. looking for forever. And then I've got the um, DRZ400 Supermoto, mm-hmm. and I'm building my. Uh, I can't say it because we're, we're going to talk about it later, but that other bike you were talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. We'll yeah. get around to that. Yeah, I'll keep that one. That top sounds like a good poly. rounded that's out. Solid, that's solid. Yeah. That's a round. Oh, well, well done. Hey, Mike, guess what I got, man? <laughs> I got freaking Harley Davidson, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, soft tail custom. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, All right, baby. you can come with me next year, then. All right. What, what shade of black is it? Oh, that's actually, it's a 1981 <laughs> Cadillac Blue. Ooh. Oh, nice. This nice. is an all, like, custom bike. I built the, I bought the front. Frame and the engine because yes. it was totaled, and me and a couple friends oh, at yeah. uh, Sa- what Southside Customs helped me build it. So that's proper. I feel it's like every bike, bike that he mentioned has like so many functions except for that Harley. Well, the Harley, it's it like, really it, you can go long distance on it very comfortably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and 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 that's that's really good. You know. Well, actually, you <laughs> haven't seen. You can't go very far on this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Scotland, I, I don't think this will take as long. How, how many bikes do you got? I uh, I won't take up too much time. I got. <laughs> 
four bikes. Oh, I got two BMWs thing. and two Triumphs, so my what, what BMWs. Models? Yeah. Get it done. I got an S one thousand double R for the mm-hmm. track, and so Very nice. it's just go. got magic tricks. Yeah. And once yeah. I found out about that, I needed the XR that takes <laughs> nice. it all over to the road. Nice. And put my wife on the back, and we can haul ass at one hundred and seventy miles. That's an inline four, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they've taken everything from the Japanese and just refined it. Yeah. So yeah. thank you to them. And I've got two Triumphs, the Tiger 1200 XCA mm-hmm. that I've got on the road on this trip, 17,000 miles. We're putting on it. And I've got the Speed Triple R. Mm. Also, like mm. Nate, it's just a motorcycle. So no traction, none of that. It's just going straight. You're missing some stuff in there. There's you got room in the garage? I need a dirt bike, don't I? Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> so what should I get? That's that's what I'm thinking about. I was thinking about a beta, but I don't want to take mm. Nate's thunder right here. You know, there's so many KTMs I love. Get what you can afford. Oh, wait. Ooh, there's a How about lot. a Husky 701? Mm, I keep thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see you on that. We saw 501 on the dirt the other day, right? That's mm. a good-looking bike too. Mhm. Mm. And and a scooter. You need to throw a scooter in there. Oh, you need a Honda Metropolitan. Or a DRZ. I mean, I need a lot of bikes. Yeah, so, but the, mode, yeah, the dirt yeah. is missing, isn't it? Yeah. So I need something lighter weight. I wouldn't mind seeing a classic in there. Mm, what would you get? I don't know. I mean, we had a cool modern classic today, a Royal, Royal Enfield. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, but I could see you maybe going like Norton. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Commandos. Something nice, classic. You know, I keep looking at Vincent's, but I can't mm-hmm. afford them. Oh, no. Don't worry. So nobody can don't afford have the money. <laughs> nobody can afford Vincent's anymore. No, you have to get get it's in like the wheel to get that one. It's like buying a house in Santa Cruz. might just be on the Honda CB500. Ooh, not the CB500. You can have a CB550. You don't want the 500. Well, the, the what five, about the GB? The, the, the 504's okay. The 500 Twin's a bit gruesome. Yeah, 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 no, watch yeah. out for that. What's that GB? The GB but, one. The Gore oh, yeah, Blimey. Yeah. The Gore Blimey 500. Yeah. I actually am fond of the CB450's, and nobody loves that bike. I like the I bike. I like them. Yeah, I like this. So, um, so you take off on this trip. There's three of you, and um, uh, how how does that work out? Uh, maybe you can give people some advice. Traveling with with other people, with friends, sometimes you become better friends. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and sometimes you just figure out how to make it work for all your different styles. So, so how's it been traveling with the three of y'all? The whole first, like, the destination there, my whole mindset is mission accomplishment. I think that was definitely his ambition, too, going right. off like, the checklist of the day of where we got to be and when we got to be places and whatnot. So that's that's the one thing we had as a motivator. We had a big-level sponsorship, and we had a huge cause at hand that we needed to have a success right. at. So I mean, having, a, having a mission having a mission is important. Completing but, the mission, whether it be, hey, we're going to go down to Myrtle Beach and have as much fun as we possibly can, or we're going to go to Prudhoe Bay and... And try to find you know souls in need along the way well that's the marine talking it's all about the mission isn't it mission accomplishment before troop welfare we get it done before we worry about ourselves i'll eat tomorrow right but no i i think you're absolutely on the spot because you know having the commonality of this is what we want to achieve really overrides oh and his writing style's different to mine and this and this and this and this if you just focus on the prize which is what your mission is yeah it's great and it sounds like you really opened yourself up to meet people along the way so did you meet any interesting people i met the most incredible people and it just keeps impressing me more and more how much 
unity there is in the motorcycle community. If you have a motorcycle, someone's going to reach out and say, hey, what can I do to, to talk to you about your mission? What am I going to do to talk to you about your motorcycle, your favorite ride, or whatever it might be? But God, I've met so many interesting people that have just the last five days, my eyes have been opened a lot. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> my theory with that is that we're still, we're quite a marginalized section of society. I mean, riding a motorcycle, we're very vilified, mm -hmm. you know, we're criminalized, we're marginalized. And so there's this huge bond between us, no matter what you ride, even a Harley lighter, um, that it's kind of an almost like an us and them. If you ride a bike, you're one of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've met in the last five days i've stayed in three different individuals homes that were complete strangers until just a few hours before i've had just uh, a few people when i did stay out on the side of the road somewhere at a rest area or something that came over on a motorcycle and had conversations and this guy freaking sat on the side of the road and wrote, read poetry to me the other night that was freaking amazing it was actually, actually not poetry he was a theatrical artist but he was doing a dream rendition to me did, oh, he, did he have, was he wearing pajamas and had mutton chops and the hat <laughs> 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 no, no, but now old Ben had blue hair, though. He says, I'm the, I'm the silly blue-haired guy. But it, I mean, just it's, it's amazing what he can do in two different lifestyles. Yeah, he has that, right. like, no, that <laughs> separate image. <laughs> but he does amazing things. He does, he does cancer research, which, mm. my God, I run into a guy at 1 o'clock in the morning on the side of the road that just pulls over to take a quick break, and he's telling about how, what he's doing to heal cancer. I'm like, that's amazing, because the night before, I was just staying at a cancer victim's house for, you know, the him and his wife both suffer from cancer and I got to talk to them and what they have to go through and how this gentleman right here is going to take steps to cure that form and their, their process is freaking awesome right now and having big support from the government so it's cool to see both ends of the spectrum within a 24 hour period. So uh, Scotland what has been some of the struggles for you? You didn't have that much dirt riding experience. So that's true. I was kind of winging it, and I thought, on this big beast of a 1200XCA Triumph, I thought, it should be fine. I'm going to put knobbies on this thing and make my all way all the way to the Arctic. But we got the knobbies on there. People said, don't worry about it unless it rains. And it was four days of soup. So <laughs> honestly, when you're in that, that mentality, you're not struggling anymore. You're focused. Mm -hmm. And so I had four days of focus. Just get through it. Make sure you don't dump the bike. And it broke into a beautiful, you know, sky f was filled with sun. And I don't think about the struggle so much. You know, in the moment, you're thinking, I'm cold, I'm wet, I might crash this thing. But it's only when I reflect that I think about it. And so what riding style did you adapt? Because you, you didn't go down, right? I did not. So It sounds pretty slippery. Nate and I were talking about it. On the way into Dead Horse, we had these guys coming by on 1290 KTMs, and you know they were flying by. So mm -hmm. they were doing the road at 45 and doing the dirt at 75, 80. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, I'm going to stay with these guys. Nate's like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't know what's best, but I thought, you know, their philosophy was you just glide over it all so I inherited that because I couldn't nav that bike so well so I just hit the gas and flew over the potholes and hope for the best because you couldn't see that much so I inherited the stick with your group try to do what they're doing nav their you know landmine field of puddles and all that but that was there was definitely a 
I grew as a rider. Mm-hmm. And I think that on these huge trips, everybody comes back and they know a little bit more. Their machine isn't working properly. I've got a bent front wheel right now. It doesn't mm. break right. The electronics are interfering. So you kind of adapt to everything. And so you got to make your mileage. If you need to slow down or speed up, you just rise to that challenge. And now, has this been the right bike choice for you guys? We've talked about that, but why don't you answer, Nate? 100%, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's uh, other manufacturers, like you got the BMW R1200 GS. Mm-hmm. You saw a, just a ton of GS Adventures, a lot of KTMs up there, and not that many Triumphs unless it was in the 800 format. But personally, I think the Tiger was bliss i get to ride all these i used to when i was in the industry ride every single one of these bikes and test them all out and i just felt that the tiger had more linear capability it had it's a little bit more of a top heavy sensation than a boxer obviously mm-hmm. but it was a little bit calmer at 75 80 it didn't feel as pinned as a lot of your big twins would have at that particular rpm i i actually when i read one it, it just felt a lot heavier to me mm-hmm. i think it's just because the weight is higher up oh yeah you feel the the weight. They, i mean it felt heavy yeah, yeah. they carry the weight pretty high Mm -hmm. And the more you fill up the fuel tank, obviously, the higher the weight gets because it's got a damn big fuel tank on it. But as soon as you're doing, like, five miles an hour, it all drops off the weight. They're great bikes to ride. One of my favorites. So, you... No crashes? No? Wait, there's a uh, like te- technically. Let's define. <laughs> did any did any bike take a nap? Dude, we gotta tell him, man. That's funny as crap. Well, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was for the blooper reel, but let's let's let it roll. I mean, we skated it down the ice, but it's all right. Why don't you tell your version? You saw it all. Okay, we'll release the video because I luckily got it all on Cena. <laughs> luckily, we're, we're going up Super the top lucky. of the Pikes Peak, and there's a gentleman halfway down where they stopped us because we didn't think we were gonna make get to the top. A gentleman stopped yeah. us way back in um, another rest area we were at before we even got close to Manitou, Manitou, Manitou Springs, right? Yep. And this guy stops us and says, we're going to just have to go around it. There's no way to get up it. They got it closed down. It's been closed down for days. We said, screw it. We're going to go there anyway. We get down to the <laughs> bottom. They're like, you can make it halfway up and stop at the gift shop. We made it to the gift shop. The gates are open. We keep going. There's a line of cars <laughs> stopped about three quarters of the way up. They're plowing it. They're all stopped waiting for the plow to finish plowing up the <laughs> top of the mountain so we got up front and waited for it followed the plow truck up to the top of the hill but while we were waiting the guy told me be careful this big giant potholes full of ice you can't see there's all kinds of bad slippery conditions at the top and scotland got excited and took off right away and then we calmed down and we take some ride tips and we're doing a vlog get to the top and a guy steps out of the between two cars and directs me into a parking lot but scotland had already skated by him and kept going up where they hadn't finished really plowing yet oh no so yeah that was probably one of the like when you hear you just need to hear the audio clip you don't need to see it (laughs) (laughs) it tells it a little bit better hey scotland we gotta pull over over hey oh oh Oh, uh, and we're down. <laughs> you see the guy come out. He looks at me and he's like, well, I missed that guy. He's yeah. going into the abyss. So I was looking at this dirt and I'm like, I got to just aim for that and get back to it. But yeah, I hit the deck, but I had my SW Motec protecting me. So crash protection, no problems. <laughs> so it sounds like a no breakdowns, no nothing. These bikes uh, been came blessed through. on that. Yeah, everything. Oh, they're, ro- they're super robust. Those well, explorers. How, how are you supposed to have any good stories if you don't have any crashes or breakdowns? Well, God, can I tell the other one about the Canada, uh, the border in Canada? What? Oh. 
Wait. Well, you can't ask and then not. Okay. Was, was there, wait, was there drugs involved? There was probably drugs involved, but not on our side. So <laughs> we go up to the Alaskan border and we're getting ready to pull across. And Scotland goes up first and is talking to the guy. And then all of a sudden he starts leaning out the window and waving me in. I'm like, aren't you supposed to let him go first? And then I come one at a time. I said, damn it, we got busted for something. We were getting well, we got to arrest this one. Uh, yeah, this was bad. Yeah. So I pull up next to him and this guy's just having a great time. He's talking about his. 2013 or 14 Triumph Explorer and Matt Khaki Green that he has and he <laughs> likes to ride it. He rode it up to Alaska and just it changed his life. Three days later he picked up and moved to Alaska and now he's security guard up there for the Border Patrol. Wow. And Scotland got to talking and have a good time and didn't realize that he was leaning his bike up against my bike so my paneers were touching <laughs> and he got so giddy I don't know what was going through his head. He just looked like he was having the best time of his life <laughs> and he puts his hands up in the air and says look I can put my hold my bike up without any feet and he picks his feet up and he's leaning against me i thought the tires were flat sided so i was like look at this balancing act i'm doing (laughs) nick gives me a nudge to the left fell over that's where the weed was involved (laughs) i don't know what you're saying officer i'm gonna need you to step off the bike um can you can you recite them even better but yeah this got even better because he fell over right into the freaking guard shack And the security guard had to come out and help. I didn't even get to help him because I was laughing too hard. My, my face was <laughs> plastered against the window. I was like, oh, officer, help awesome. me. Oh, you were stuck? You got pinned? He actually he yes, he did. came out, and it went a little different. He's like, you want handcuffs or you want to be a deputy? And so he deputized us right there on the spot. Gave us little challenge coins. Mm. Oh, badges, that's badges. Cool. Right. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It was a good experience. So tell us more about some of this money you gave away. Mm. Well, we got already done a Mission K-9 donation. So we went to Magnolia, Texas and gave them a check for $2,000, which nice. is just a simple, tiny drop in the bucket. Their bills in 2017 for medical alone was $236,000. So oh. what do, what what do, do Mission do? K-9 yeah. do? They bring back dogs from overseas that are war dogs that the service members get to work with. They are owned by the government. So when they're done with them, uh, there's not a person that owns them. And they're actually taking these dogs and rehabilitating them, getting rid of their PTSD, taking care of medical issues, and then they're rehoming them. And their real big objective is to put them back with the original handler. And they've done that over 150 times. That's awesome. Yeah. Dogs have, have, have you seen PTSD. Brutus and Trixie? No. Yeah. Oh, the, good the, lord. They yeah. jump out of fucking there's airplanes a, and a, shit with um, them. a comic strip called Brutus and Pixie about a rehab service dog. It's it's Brutus is the rehab service dog. Pixie's the little kitten. It's literally the best thing you'll read ever. So you just do it. All right, we got it. <laughs> yeah, but they also help out other shelters around that area because some shelters get busted for not doing the uh, humane thing with all their animals, and yeah. so they have to disperse them out through all the other uh, rehabilitation clinics in the region. So that's what they do. And then we're trying to find uh, along this route. We've already had one endowment recipient of four that's going to get a thousand dollar check to help them release their. Uh, debt that they have from maxing out credit cards while they're waiting for rehabilitation or disability or service connection checks to come in. We have also huge medical bills that come along with people that survive and fight cancer and that are victims of it. So we want to help them and give them a little bit of ray of sunshine and a little bit of hope because a lot of times all Mm -hmm. you need is a little bit of hope that somebody cares about you, that there's still some humanity in the world. That's exactly. Awesome. Yeah, I was checking out the website, and there's lots of ways to uh, to join in and help out. You can join at different memberships. There's different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you get a knit beanie included. Ooh, like knit it's beanie. super warm. But there's also actually lots of really cool giveaways that you guys do. But I would, you know, it's moto.men.com. 
M O T O D O T M E N. You got to spell out the dot. Yeah, we put yeah. a link up on um, on our Facebook page. Oh, thank you. So you can check these two guys out and you can check out their webpage. Yeah, but for like not that. a lot of dough, you can have a big impact. And these guys are like, you know, you can tell a lot, of, a lot if not all this money is going to really bitching causes. Well, and it just shows too about, you know, bikers just doing good things. So many bikers. They do. It's so funny how we still have this like bad image in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. But you got people like this turning that around. Well, so- you didn't see anybody riding down in L.A. <laughs> yeah, a bad fucking image. I mean, that's, honestly, like one of the things that kind of inspired me a long time ago, I started hosting the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. And oh, then I yeah. was down at a MotoGP race. No, what was I doing? I think I was at a GP race down in, in Coda and ran into the guy that started it from Australia oh, at, a, cool. at, a, at a, a Triumph party. And it was kind of inspirational talk that he had with me. And I was like, yeah, that's, you know, you guys are doing huge things for men's research for prostate cancer and suicide prevention, which is kind of right up the alley of what we're doing. You sure you didn't just see your beard and said, you will run the Distinguished <laughs> Gentleman's Ride? <laughs> Emma and I have done a couple of uh, DGRs, and, and they're they're fantastic. I did San Francisco, and then Emma and I did uh, SLO a couple of years ago. Oh, that's right. That's so fun, man. Yeah. Getting dressed up is the best part. How That's where you got your award. Yes. Yes. So you mentioned that you have a YouTube channel. Yes. You want to give it a plug and tell people what they might find on it? Well, right now I've got one that I did myself, which mm-hmm. is Nathan Jennings. I'm pushing everything right there right now until we get back and get some Wi-Fi. There's some places that were uh, pretty skimpy on being able to upload from this mm-hmm. and this and this server. But Moto.men, if you just Google Moto.men or YouTube Moto.men, but most of the content right now it's is spelled on out though. Is it's it all spelled out. M o t o d o t m e n dot com. There you go. Mm-hmm. And his website too. We got links all over the place, I and mean, you can do go to our um, website and go to a PayPal link that you can help donate there. You can go directly to these missions that we help, like Wounded Warrior Mission K9, American Cancer Society. We have a GoFundMe, the trip to the Arctic Circle, which is freaking awesome that we can sit here and say we completed that mission. So, That's what was that like? Uh, to be honest with you, it was freaking miserable getting up through that thing <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. bad, you know? But getting back down and halfway through, and when we got past Adigan Pass, you know what I thought? What's next? I need another right. adventure. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's kind of, I'm an adrenaline junkie, and it's like, okay, we just did this. It was badass. They should but have what's like next? a what's next? What's skydiving next? outfit right. right there. Bagel, have exactly. you been up there? No, not that far, no. I've, I've been up to Hyder, Alaska, but not up to the Arctic Circle. So, uh, Liza, can we include links on our website so that people can uh, get in touch with these guys? No. No. Not on our website, but they will be on our show notes. There you go. Wherever you see the show. So, yeah, when you see the show notes, we'll include a couple of things. How did you guys hear about Recycle Garage and Motorcycle Submissives? No Komodo podcast. Those oh, yeah. guys. Yeah, they hooked you up. They right did a replay. Thank yeah. you, Moto GP and Swiggy. That's right. Yeah. We actually got to hang out with them in Colorado. And uh, Oh, yeah. Let's tell that story. Oh, boy. What happened? Uh, somebody. Uh, There's a hand job in the alley. In this somebody one. was trying to ride with the big kids. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is Swiggy that a, wishes. Is that how you got that Pike's Peak shirt, Liza? No, no, no. <laughs> a little favor? So, uh, yeah, what was going on with uh, Moto GP? He was riding with you, wasn't he? Trying to keep up? So they both came out, and Pete and Swiggy came out the night before, and we were having a casual dinner in a teepee. Big shout-out to Mike there at the Eldora Lodge. So we are enjoying some bonfire, and Swiggy was talking about his Aprilia Futura. And so... 
Pete had the good sense to go home and not come back. <laughs> but I had I had egged Swiggy on to coming back. Let's do a ride. So he had a rough day over at work, brought as his future, and he said the thing that always scares us the most, where he's like, I haven't been on this bike for a little while. I'm hoping it's going to hold up okay. Ooh. So he's on his future for the first time of the season, and we go for a ride out there by Blackhawk, and it's starting to get dark. So I'm leading. Nate is flanking, and Swiggy is in the middle. And unfortunately, he overcooked it in a corner. And Nate, you saw the whole thing. He was right behind me, but... He tossed it in the dirt. Why don't you give the specifics, my man? Oh, I just did that normal target fixation. You get on the brakes, and then you try to... Yeah, the yard sale. Right. Ooh. Well, we might not... I, I thought there was a deer that jumped yeah, out that's there. That's an expensive bike. Uh, yeah, Poor I heard swaggy. there was some diesel in the road. Fucking <laughs> 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 Sasquatch. Motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Truth be told, <laughs> Nate jumped out there. He ripped the mirror <laughs> off of Swiggy's bike him. and said, oil's dumping, <laughs> smoke is pluming, and he's like, we gotta go! Get out of here. <laughs> so Cops we unloaded my bike, put Swiggy on the back. He had a, a dislocated shoulder, oh, and he spent no. the evening with us. We went back and got a flatbed, put it in the back, and rolled back into Colorado. So, so he's okay, though. Mm -hmm. He says he is, but I think, you know, it's like... You're riding at night. You got to ride your own ride. So I asked yeah. Swiggy, "What what did you learn?" And he said, "Night riding isn't my specialty, and I got to <laughs> I got to know yeah. that." And, yeah, there you go. Right. But we oh, had a well, good get, evening. Get well soon, Swiggy. I so, mean, I I I keep on wanting to go back and do do another podcast with him. Mm -hmm. I've done a couple, and they're they're great guys. So you're not done uh, with the trip, though. You're still in the middle of it. So what is to come? Hmm. Traveling mm. east. Yosemite, I think oh. we're going to hit. And then we got Area 51. We're going to see what's going on out mm -hmm. there. Okay. We've heard there's some Martians, so we're going to go find them, see if they'll join us on our ride. Santa Fe, Grand Canyon, so not in that order, obviously. Right. Bo both sides, I hear. And north and south, yeah. So <laughs> we'll do that, drop into Santa Fe, and then you kind of cut across Amarillo and Oklahoma City. We'll be swinging up through Missouri. So what's wrong? Your parents didn't take you on a trip when you were a kid? You're that's, making up for lost time? We're real sad boys. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it, it sounds like you're going to pick up a little bit of old Route 66. I mm -hmm. mean, you can't follow it all the way. It's mostly Interstate 40, but it, it's worth your while if you can pick up a little bit of it. You so know, we'll be jumping off into old 66, seeing some of those towns. Yeah, they're, a bite. they're wild, let me tell you. Can I kind of interject on that you said something your parents didn't take on a trip i mean it, it kind of hits to where why we're why i originally wanted to do a trip that i could do a documentary on uh -huh. and keep people posted on social media is think about the people that are service connected that uh, lost a member a leg or an arm mm -hmm. or something and they cannot ride a motorcycle they can't do that bucket list trip maybe at least we can get out there and inspire them and let them live vicariously through us show them pictures and let them right. see what they didn't get to see and kind of interpret what we felt through the smells and the temperatures 107 degrees we didn't get that hot we only hit 106 but <laughs> you wait <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, should, you should hook them up with mert wall Give it a minute. Yeah. Give it a minute. Yeah. And then you got the cancer victims that can't get out there. And I've know I had an experience recently where an individual he would have gotten his bike and ride with me because I've had a lot of people just I'll just go ride with you for a little while on this trip. They'll just break off and do a little ride with me. And he just couldn't do to medications and things that he's on to help treat his cancer. And it's like, man, you don't think about that. You look at right. a person, you think they're good, you think they're healthy, you're checking out their stable of machines, and then you're like. 
he can't ride that due to certain uncontrollable conditions in his life right now. So at least let's share the pictures. Let's share some video clips. Let's make a documentary that he can watch and and pretend that he's there because that's the best we can really do besides give him a conversation. Right. And as you're going across, um, I recommend if you see any sign for five-legged cows, stop mm. and see that. Mm. Um, or, or calico kittens. Uh, Eight-legged <laughs> calico kittens with ugly or, faces. Or um, if, if you get to see a prairie dog village. These are all my favorite places to stop. The thing. Or any place with a TP. Like, I stop. Or the the largest ball of twine in the world? No, second largest ball of twine. That's my favorite. No, um, and I believe the largest thermometer in the world is in Baker, which is on the way to Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's there's hell, and and then there's Baker. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I actually, I blew up a Lincoln Continental going up the grade into Baker. Ooh. Yeah, at about 107 degrees. I blew up a scooter coming into Baker. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, there's like an invisible force that just as soon as you get that, you just shit blows up. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The aliens. So one of the things that um, a lot of vets have to deal with is, you know, coming home and trying to integrate back into society. Are you guys prepared to do that when you get home? Because it's really very similar thing. You are used to life on the road, and you have to go back. So are you mm-hmm. are you prepared for this? Are you looking forward to going back home, sleeping Me? in your bed? I don't think I'm going to go back home. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my job and a lot of uh, parts of my life right before I left because of this trip. So I don't know. It's going to be it. fuck uh, it, man. Uh, dude, might, yeah, it's awesome. I got a job tomorrow, man. Dude's going to hook me up with some food money, cleaning out his backyard, mowing his lawn, and stuff like that. So I'm going to just freaking find a little bit of work along and the way and eat while I can. You know, you know, Nate. I'm kind of reading between the lines a little bit here, but I think a lot of the prize that you're getting are the friendships you're making on the road. 100%. And then, so even when you finish the trip, you've still got the prize. You've still got all these friendships that you made while you're out there. Mm -hmm. So, that's that's, great. That's the most valuable thing to me is meeting these people. See? Honestly. I'll tell you No, Liza's looking completely bewildered with this. You know what I'm thinking? He's going to become like a a motorcycle, the minimalist vagabond. Mm. Vagabond is the word I freaking use for myself. You're right on. There you go. Uh, I think you need to find Z Traveler. Yeah. I get some. You are her people. Definitely kindred spirits. You're her spirit animal. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. We've got some friends, uh, Paul and Ida from Long Island, who are doing a, a trip around the world. Uh, and their trip is called Life Unloaded, RTW, Around the World. And they're about a year and a half in, a year and change. They were here a year ago. Mm-hmm. No, longer than that. Is it that longer? Right. Three years ago. Yeah, and I'm there, it's like every day they're like, oh, Turkey's incredible. Okay, cool. Now Greece is incredible. And, you know, they came and stayed with us for a few days and uh, did the trip. Just to, and, and Paul's whole thing was that, like... He was just like in this uh, trap of being right. stuck doing what he does, and he hated his life, and he had a great job. He owned a house, and he was like, this is not what I want. I love riding my bike. He's like, and I want to see the world. It's so he, doable, he, too. He legit sold his house, quit his job in the union, and just walked away and saved up enough money, hooked up with Ida, and they, they started traveling the world. They mm-hmm. got some sponsors, and they're about a year and change in. That's yeah. great. That's but you know, my plan. Nate Scotland, I think you're both great. I think what you're raising money for is just beyond great. The fact that you're giving money out is fantastic. You're both complete misfits, without a doubt. You're Thank one you. of us. Per- no, right you, on. you are very much misfits. Always been. Um, and unfortunately, there is a question that needs to be asked. Mm, yeah. As a misfit, 
Mm-hmm. There is the inevitable question. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and we we know what's in your garages now. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. But surely there's something more that could fulfill your life. Are you talking about a wiener? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like, well, like a it, 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 She does that sometimes. Be careful. So, uh, Nate and Scotland, what are your up the butt bikes? You go first, man. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take it up the butt for a lot of bikes. So. <laughs> bikes go. I've owned already. But I got to say, if there's a bike I could put my hands on, it's a 1952 Black Lightning. So. Oh, yeah. What Vincent. a great choice. So if I got to fantasize, I'm going to fantasize mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. what? You can lie flat on it wearing just your underpants. Mm. Yes. And ride it at 140 f- miles per hour. Exactly. So it'll get it done. So it'll do the ton and then some. How about you, Nick? Good one. I don't think I mentioned that I have a DRZ 400 Supermoto. Yes. Yeah, Supermoto. Did. did I? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, we might get rid of that because I'm building my up-the-butt bike right now. <gasps> oh. oh. Which is a Beta 250RR Supermoto 2 Smoker, baby. I love oh. two-strokes. Oh, I like to freaking keep it simple. I think that's the most fun you can have on a motorcycle if you're on a day-to-day trip just ripping. You want to yeah. have something that's around town? That's uh, it. Let me tell you something Ooh. right now, Nate. Spanish, um, right? One of our visitors today came down on an mm-hmm. RD400 Daytona special mm-hmm. and he said ding 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 mm. Emma yep. would you like to take it for a spin around the block and yeah damn right I would and I'd forgotten how much fun strokers are to mm-hmm. ride on the street mm-hmm. it is definitely where it's at yeah one of our, our guys uh, Douglas he is building he has a plated CR500 mm. to stroke Supermoto. Do you know what I saw today? I went to Alice's. At the guy that I'm staying with took me on a little awesome ride up uh, down to Alice's mm-hmm, and down Scotland. the back of the Dragon and all that stuff mm-hmm. you guys got here. So now I've done the East and the West Coast. Dude rolled up on a two-stroke. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a full R6 body. Oh, yeah, we know that bike. It's with an got RZ six pipes. R- R- it's got six pipes. Four. RZ500. He is um, known. Uh, he shows that bike at the Quail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the blue one, right? Yeah, yeah he said yeah. He's, got, he's got like a whole bunch of 250s or something like yeah. that. And this 500 came along. This dude straight up walked yeah. over to him. And you could tell he was like <laughs> super cocky, dude. He's like, I know you got a price on that thing. What is it I'll buy right now? He said, <laughs> No. No. <laughs> Doesn't matter how much money you have. This is such a unique motorcycle. I'm never selling it. Nice. It was awesome, man. I would, everybody was gravitating towards that thing. Oh. Well, and why not? Because it, you know, ding, 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 ding. and everything is pretty much handmade. All of his rear set plates and subframe and everything is amazing. But you, people forget this. Where I go off on one of my tangents. You know, the RZ500 gets all the glory in America, but people forget that right around the same time, Suzuki. <laughs> actually had the RG500, mm-hmm. which was actually a more sophisticated bike because it was a square four, not a V4. Um, and they both made similar amount of horsepower. They're both just fucking nutty bikes to ride. They're <laughs> wonderful. Um, so, yeah, those were the days. Early 80s, two strokes. Mm. It's about as good as it got. Yeah. And then it all went to hell in a handbasket. Mm. So um, those are those are butt worthy bikes, and we haven't had. I don't think we've had many people say the black lightning. Yeah, you know, it's a very butt worthy. But you bike. would think, yeah, it's very well, butt worthy. You know, I mean, Vincents have gotten so expensive now. My my dear friend Brian has got a Rapide. 
um, which is really an entry-level Vincent, if ever there was one. It's an 80 grand bike now. Mm. So yeah, that's where Vincent's have gone. I mean, it's it's something you can't even really consider because they're just so expensive. Mm-hmm. So um, can I make a suggestion for where you should keep on going to? Tell yes. us. Absolutely. Why don't you head on down to Cuba? Cuba. Yeah. Ooh. Very good yeah. cigars down there. Oh. Yeah, you can uh, hire somebody to stick your bike on a boat. Uh, remember Buck did that. It's a big old sailboat. Yep. Put mm. her bike on it, went over to Cuba, rode around. Buck did that? Yeah. Yep, yep, She's yep. awesome. Yeah, I know. So it sounds like an awesome trip. And for, for people, uh, can you tell them one more time how they can find out more about you if they want to contribute? We got YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and website all under moto.men. M-O-T-O-D-O-T-M-E-N. And uh, Instagram's actually Motomen4. That's the only one that's different. But everything else, you type in Motomen, we'll come up. We've been pretty strong on our social media. So I'll get you some links. And can I add something finally? Both these young men are extremely well-groomed. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Thank yes, you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't smell like adventure motors. Well, Scotland's got that California surfer thing happening. I grew up here. Exactly. Uh-huh. You can tell. Mm-hmm. He's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> he so, walked up like a total local, too. I don't know if you saw it. But it was the no, he's got the California thing, like, swagger just, like, going swaggering on. Swaggering up with like, a shaka out. Just Look, like, what's up, y'all? I'm home. <laughs> there you go. Thank you for the well, warm welcome here. So let's get to some emails. We got some good emails. Emails! And, and you know the rules now. You have to read them with an accent. Oh, my. So, Emma, what do you have there? <laughs> I have an email here. I'm going to read the title first. It, the title is Fuck Polite. <laughs> um, and it's from Gar- Gavin Ford. Hello, Gavin. Hey, Gavin. Um, hey, Misfits. Gavin here from sunny Bolton, UK. That's Oop North, you know. Northern Monkey. Yeah, dark satanic mills and all that whatnot. <laughs> um, I'd just like to make it very clear the most bikers here in the UK... Hate the PC plod wearing uh, wannabes, polite vest wearing knob jockeys <laughs> that for some reason think that wearing a vest and riding a pan European, that's an ST in British speak, mm-hmm. or BMW GS makes them better than all other bikers here. Quite right, too. Luckily, it is a trend that seems to be dying off. I think all the piss taking. Now, you understand what I when I say piss taking? Piss taking is making the fun making fun of you yeah. understand that taking the yeah, I was worried because you were looking at me when you were saying it's that. a great <laughs> it's a, tried that once it it's a fun. great British tradition because you know before I read any more of this email you have to understand about Brits we're often accused of making fun of people too much y'all How, talk funny yeah we do talk funny <laughs> but the first person we make fun of is ourselves before we make fun of anybody else so that's take- and, and, and do you guys know about the polite vests have you heard about this it looks like a police vest, but it says polite instead. I'll show you a picture of one. Yeah. So in England, <laughs> the police generally wear black leathers, but they wear a, a, a day-glow green vest over the top They're of like it for high vis, and, and it's yeah. got a checkerboard at the bottom, checkerboard at the top, and police on the back. <clears throat> and some complete wanker about 15 <laughs> years ago thought, oh, I'm going to copy this, but instead of saying police, it's going to say polite <laughs> is this like the assholes that drive crown vicks with spotlights on them that fuck you up when you're like making yeah, a good kind time? of yes, okay exactly. but crown vicks are actually quite cool cars if you wear one of these things you're just a complete fucking dickhead <laughs> so anyway i'm carrying on with the thing um so 
oh and the police in scotland look just the same as in england and just a blur if you're going fast enough oh i like i like this Gavin. <laughs> i've been listening to your back episodes again from the start for a second time oh, and i'm up about 120 this wow. chaps are glutton for punishment yeah <laughs> It, I was going to say, it makes my blood boil. No, it makes my work day a lot easier to get through with a smile on my face and my passengers think I'm loopy, <laughs> giggling to myself as I drive my bus with an earbud in one ear. Um, so it look, sounds like he drives local transit around Bolton. Uh, yeah. Right on, Gavin, I like that. I love listening to Nock and Lucas talk complete bullshit with so much commitment, and that goes for Fruit Loops too. So you, there you go, Mike. Well done, mate. Um, I love the show, and Emma, Army all the way, cool, cool. Right. Yeah, what a great email. Thanks, Gavin. <coughs> Bagel, what do you got there? I have an email from John Campbell. Where's he from? Hey, John. Well, it's titled Hello from Scotland. There we oh, go. It's Johnny. Oh, like Johnny. The, the cast of The Simpsons is here. Do you, do you, think, do you think he's wearing a kilt? Well, we'll find out. He's probably fiddling with his sporran as we speak. <laughs> so, John writes Hi, Misfits. Long time listener here. Oh, last time. <laughs> Just wanted to say thanks for the entertainment. Hi. Hi. Education and laughs on a weekly basis. Uh. <laughs> I live in Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton just, is it now? Just south of Glasgow. Hi. <laughs> just wanted to say thanks to Miss Emma for her advice all about the clutch on my monster. Oh, she was right. It was the kilt after all. It was the kilt. <laughs> I told you, man. Keep up the good work. Next time someone's heading over this way, drop me a line and I'll take you out for a run. <laughs> Cheers and beers, John. Hey. Oh, right. Are you Monica the Glen, John? No, well then you must be the wee man. <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, what a great email. Thanks, uh, John. Have a wee jam on us. So I got one here from uh, one of our friends, uh, M.A. from Portland. Hey, He's been oh, by yeah. the garage. Mm-hmm. And uh, also at A.M.A. Vintage Days. Yeah, yes, totally. yes, yes. So... He says, hey, Liza, I have a personal question for you. Oh, gosh. You don't seem like the type who gives a shit about a personal question, (laughs) but you do seem like the type who's up for a challenge. So I have three questions for you. Number one. Can we answer these questions for you? (laughs) That would be a good question. I don't know if you can. We should do that. Number one, what's it like to be you? You, you started the garage way before it grew into what it is. You and your circle started the podcast before most others did. Hmm. What's it like to be me? Pretty awesome, I'd say. <laughs> um, just based on the fact that I'm tall. That's, just being tall is like, awesome. Yeah, good hair. Mm, yeah, good hair too. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and fucked up knees. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, but no, I. It's true. Yeah, I started the garage a while ago because I like having people around. Doing working on bikes is more fun with other people around. You like to boss yeah. people around. Yeah, it comes easy. Yeah, she, it no, comes easy does, to no, me. No, she does like that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and as I tell everyone, if you want to build a community, just put out chairs. Right, and they will. That's all you got to do. So I think that was quite an accurate mm. answer. So mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. arbiter of the answers, I think that's quite fair. Okay, okay. next question. Number two. When you have doubted yourself the most, uh, when have you doubted yourself the most, and what helped you through it? When you're sitting on the lavatory, darling. Uh, <laughs> and doing multiplication problems. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have had <laughs> Doing multiplication while sitting on the lavatory. What a concept. No, I'll tell you, actually, this year, and working with Wurwur, 
Right. Um, and taking on such a large event, organizing a global event in a few months. And um, I, I don't know that I doubted myself, but I have certainly found out where my like learning disabilities right. are about, and where my strengths are. And one of the things that's so amazing about this organization and the women like Haley and the others, is that um, I've come to learn that if I just tell people what my shortcomings are, that they will cover me on that. And then there are things that I'm good at that I can uh, cover with them. And so that was hard telling somebody, uh, just so you know, I'm not good at doing this or this. Right. That was really hard. But then them saying, oh, gotcha, no problem, was actually really awesome. So I think that's something that you know at this age that I've you know actually faced and um, yeah and my, you know hard. and the amount of work you took on for WRWR it's staggering. You have no idea how much time Liza actually puts in. I mean, you really she puts in a huge amount of time <clears throat> to put this content out every week and as much and more on top of that every week with Wurwa and Wurwa <laughs> exactly um, okay number three what are your favorite moments when you have stepped back and been impressed by what you and the misfits have accomplished big punch and Mike I'd also like yeah that was to, a good oh. shot last week I was not expecting that <laughs> dude it was a flick no I'll tell you that I'll was tell that you. fucking that was like a like a he-man fist not, right to the balls not. man <laughs> God, you guys Watch, are such protect wimps. your nuts like a squirrel. <laughs> just, you know what I'm saying? Like a squirrel just in the winter, protect your nuts. design. You got that tender shit just hanging out there like that. Um, no, I. you know, one of my, my favorite moments that's happened over and over again um, is when I see somebody who first came here not knowing much. Right. And I see them teaching somebody else something. Yes. That's really one of my favorite moments. It's that trickle-down thing. And I think it was happening today. I think Henry was helping somebody and showing them how to do stuff. Exactly. Because one the, the way we work at the Recycle Garage, and I encourage anyone to come by, no matter what your level of working on a bike is, once you've changed the oil once on your bike, you are a sufficient of an expert to watch over somebody else who's never done it before. And that's the way it works. So if you've adjusted your chain and you've done it by yourself, that's it. You can stand over somebody else who's never done it before and show them how to do it. And it's this shared wealth that makes us all so strong. Or forks. Or forks. You know, the one job that we do over and over and over and over again are fork seals. Mm -hmm. Especially here in in coastal California. Because our stanchions get so pounded with the salt air. But you get the guy who comes in at like... Two thirty-three. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then the guy who did it last yeah, week. So he's like, "Dude, right. come back next week and come in early." But I no, I'm absolutely with you on this. Line, right, too. and um, <laughs> I think I mentioned this maybe a couple months ago. Uh, Anakia, the Indian guy who was coming in with that little cruiser that had yeah. the bent forks, yeah. and I think he had to bleed his brakes or right. something like that. And then someone else came in who like didn't know how to do it, and I'm like, "Hey, go show him how to do it." And he looked at me like, "What me?" Double like down. like wait you're calling me off the bench coach you're putting me in right and well, that, i'm like yeah you that also gives somebody and, a sense of belonging too right. well but then i saw him go like okay 
okay. Right. And he went to it. Because, I mean, that's kind of an unwritten rule of the Recycle Garage. The work here is free. Use of the tools are free. The gear is free. But there is a price. And the, and the And the price is... We expect you to contribute. <clears throat> and if you take free gear, well, once you use it and you find yourself maybe in a better position financially, bring it back or bring back better gear. Well, but if you come here to work on your bike and use the tools, you're very welcome to do so and you'll find all the knowledge here to help you to do it. But don't be a stranger. Once your bike's fixed, don't stay away. Come back next week, even if your bike doesn't need fixing, and help somebody fix theirs. Some people don't even know how to get their bike on a stand, you know what I mean? Right, and I, I taught the lady with the Enfield today the proper technique for putting a 650 Enfield on the stand. And she loved it, because once you know how to do it, once you know the proper technique, it's very, very easy. It's body mechanics. Well, it's accomplishing, and it's accomplishing, and then it also makes you feel like, oh, well, what else can I do? I, right. Like, that was something that I was daunting, and you showed me that I can do it, so what else can I tackle with this? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And the other thing is, too, when when, uh, when people are coming here, and it's, it's fun to be that person to help them out, because you have no emotional attachment to whether they actually right. fix it or not. So, like, if you come in here and you fix all your stuff, and people help you out and then you're running that time you know like a lot of times you'll see people when they're doing bigger jobs just head down nothing's funny no joking around i gotta get this thing back together you know what i mean whatever and then they come back in next week with their feet up chilling and relaxing and they're easily you know able to help somebody else out because they're not in that uh you know that that hour long just hours and hours of just oh my god is this gonna happen is it gonna work today but it's right you know you get a couple pairs of hand helping you out yeah so i mean those are some of my favorite moments when i see people realize that like they they can do it too Right. Yeah. So, so I think you answered those three questions fairly well. Thank you. And accurately. I've had people come and ask me if this is where they should cut their subframe. It depends who's on you right there. It's your subframe. You're gonna have to yeah. live with it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, don't don't put me in fault for that. Yeah, yeah. we're not gonna show you where to cut it. <laughs> he says sincerely, MA from Portland. By the way, he says, when I visited the garage, you put a cup holder and a dick on my bike, and then I went partially blind on the way home. Probably related. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> nice. super cool. He yeah. says, and I also saw you speak at the AMA Vintage Days with my good eye. Mm-hmm. And then yes. at the very end... He writes, P.S. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> Sounds like hysterical. Uh, shout out. He's Boobs. a cool dude. Yeah. So, uh, Bagel. Yes. You're not going to be here next week. I won't. Why? Where are you going? Or, or the week after. Oh, my gosh. I am flying out to AMA Vintage Days in Ohio. Woo! Yep, yep. Lucky you. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to have to fly out uh, a week before so I can work on the road, so to speak. And uh, But looking forward to having a good time out there and catching up with everybody at, at the Cleveland Moto crew. And, uh, yeah. Big guys on little bikes. I got a yep. question. <laughs> I got a pop quiz. Yes. What do you do if a school bus breaks down and the tow truck driver doesn't put out a caution flag? Uh, oh. You jump up and down and wave your arms and back on the bus. <laughs> but what do you wear while you do it? Oh, school oh, bus is bikini. gone. <laughs> yeah, the school bus is gone. The school bus is gone. It has been replaced with a monster RV, apparently. Uh-huh. So we are going to be living in luxury from what it sounds like. Didn't, didn't he have a fire truck for a while? Uh... 
I think he had a fire truck for a short while. I mean, you know, not that I know of. With any luck, but he's had so many vehicles, it's hard to keep up. I like that Toyota funeral rig he's got. That thing is awesome. It's hilarious. The pictures he was posting today from the car show. So, hello, Philippe and Bagel. Yes. Um, before we were done here, I want to give you a couple um, motorcycles and misfits T-shirts to take with you to give away to listeners. How sure. about that? Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, all I have is extra large. Oh well. I'm, and I have a couple of double XLs. So, so for you big lads out there. Yeah, we can find some some big guys out in uh, in Ohio. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so uh, look for Bagel, everybody's favorite ginger. Can the Bagel! Yeah. Kiss a ginger, and it's only going to cost you 25 I will cents. send you a Motorcycles and Misfits shirt if you challenge Bagel to a barrel race and, let's say, five laps, and you beat him. And mm. actually, I cannot wait to find out how you guys top the uh, the, the burnout contest Back oh. in the back corner yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. on Saturday that night. That was a doozy. Yeah, that was a that that'll t- that'll take some work to that. Uh, that flaming that. burnout was pretty 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 right. impressive. I got a question because remember when we went to Portland, you had people come up and say they were going to sexually assault me, and you'd give them a yeah. gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you, worked well though. Yeah, yeah multiple good, winners for you guys. <laughs> I was going to work real good for you guys. That was funny. Yeah, we had a laugh, right? I'm laughing. Mike's still That's going fucking to funny. Real funny. What about Bagel? Who's going to fuck this guy? <laughs> <laughs> probably, you might find probably, out in the RV. Probably the airlines. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure TSA are going to yeah. fuck you quite a few. Yeah, what are you going to give the listener that fucks this guy? You know, that's what I want to know. Yeah, bagel. How are they going to earn this shirt? God, I don't know. Get something good. You know, we don't. Don't look at me when I'm inside of you. Come up to me and say, get a real bike. How about I got it? I got it. I got it. You have to uh, find Bagel, and then you have to go pass him on your bike and go, Hey, Bagel, watch this, and do, <laughs> do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I am not going to be responsible for whatever results from this. That sounds like a really good idea, and it's not sexual. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it sounds perfect for Mid-Ohio, too. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, so look for uh, Bagel, and he'll have uh, some shirts with him to give out. Indeed. And uh, I wish I could be there. I can't make it. But I th- I have a feeling because a bunch of us have taken one or two years off. I think next year it's going to be. Right. I think there's going to be a lot of us going. And I might go. I'll bring my 90. Dude. And, mm. and just so people know, I'm kind of, I'm doing my best. <clears throat> if I can be there, I will. If I'm not, I will be covering um, the 4th of July thing at uh, Mike Corbin's place. So either way, I'm going to be out there in amongst the peeps. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. The Holl- Hollister bike show. Is it gonna be Saturday or Sunday? Do you know? <clears throat> It'll be all weekend. Well, she's gonna be here Sunday running the. Sh- the I'm garage. running. I'm running the garage on Sunday, so, so Saturday's Saturday probably gonna be over be in Hollister. Mike. If you oh. want to ride over, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Right, wait, yeah. wait, let me get this right. Are they? Are they? Is a Hollister rally back on? Or is yeah. It just someone like, else took it over. It's not the same thing. It's a new th- new thing. And Corbin's doing a party no matter what. Yeah. So. And Mike yeah. Mike does a party no matter yeah. what because he's Mike Corbin. Yeah. It's worth it's worth going there just to meet Sonny Barger and see, and see yeah. The, yeah and see the tennis ball <laughs> hey, nozzle you hey there how yeah. you doing oh, don't th- you dare what <laughs> dude I seen both y'all run up to him like teenage schoolgirls at the it's beach like to get a picture Elvis. It for is, motorcycles. Yeah, Sonny, it's yeah. Sonny Barger. I yeah, mean, come he's on. He's fucking legit. Yep. He is, no, he's legit as fuck. Yep. <laughs> he is. And he's like sweet. No, he's, he's nice. 
Yeah, he might not have been quite so nice when he was younger. No, maybe not. <laughs> no, but he was quite mean when he was younger. Maybe but he's, not. he's mellowed nicely. Um, and I just want to announce uh, that Fourth of July weekend we won't be doing a show because all of us who know how to run all the things will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> We've run out of uh, text. <clears throat> it's just going to be me making fart jokes for like an hour and a half. So. Okay, <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. But um, Bagel, yeah. <clears throat> I would like to send you with a recorder. Would okay. you be doing some? interviews while you're there yeah i can do some interviews uh do some uh shit talking whatever you whatever you like <laughs> okay i've seen, I've seen your shit talk say, say just, you save that for me i'll take care of that for you all right tackle phil naked in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah bring a video <laughs> camera that's what i was gonna say he needs a bring video, a video camera, camera. We'll definitely listen to cleveland meadow podcast mm-hmm. because you, they will have all the stories do you want my video camera uh, if you want to give it to me, I could I could see what I can get. Dude, yeah. you could trade it for a moped, I bet, that runs. <laughs> <laughs> Might even have a title. Just Might remember, title. just remember, don't do like you did in Portland where you take 20-minute fucking clips. Little short clips are the best. Okay. How yeah. cool would it yeah. be to just put a body cam body cam on him and just like, you know. Oh, a bagel cam. Like yeah. a bagel body cam and just like see all of the shit. That no, he's got. I've got my Senna on my helmet. Yeah. I could just ride, ride around with that on. <laughs> I think he wears a body cam. And we put a, uh, a a bottle of whiskey hanging around his neck and a handful of Dixie cups. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, you will be everybody's friend. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> like no, my, you know, like you could do a award? live feed. You could tap into the bagel cam and just see what he's doing <laughs> oh, at that particular dude, spot. If I did that, you, I would be. You should get one of these with a bottle opener on it. <laughs> Right. I think I think it's just running, running uh, downhill now. So yeah. hey, I wanted to thank you too for coming yeah. in yeah, and, and and joining us. And I'm glad it just worked out because we always prefer to get people here in studio. And mm-hmm. I think I think you kind of see why you got to kind of see what we do here and and to be in the room with us. You yeah, just, thanks guys. You just it's can't just... get the same same thing uh, from being on the phone. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having us, and it was a cool experience getting to meet you guys and experience. Motorcycles and misfits. <laughs> That's who we are. And well, thank you for the community that you've established because yeah. we're doing that back in Virginia, and it's good to have like a positive right. role model. So, thank you for showing us your shop and all of the the free fixings for people that are getting into this. That's right. what we want to emulate. Well, look, you look, you look. you tour one of us now. I'm no role model though. All right, let's be clear about that. <laughs> Only in the worst way. I think I got one yeah. last thing to say. Yeah. Hey, Bagel, watch this. We're waiting for the crazy cool. thing. I got a new microphone and we'll get it done. So, um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and uh, you'll find the links to everything there. And if you are interested in one of our limited edition, not designed black t shirts, I have lar- uh, extra larges and double XLs left. So, you can just send um, send a payment of $28 to RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. You can send that on PayPal with your address, and I'll send you a shirt out. Maybe you shove a couple stickers in there, too. Um, so, yeah, it's. I think we're going to have a lot more rides and stuff coming up, a lot more stories, but I, I can't wait to get the stories back from Vintage Days and also to follow you guys 
you got 10 more days. That's right. Well, no, one of you has 10 more days. One of you is going back to reality. One of you may not. <laughs> That's Just <right>. redefine reality. <laughs> I know, but you have all those bikes sitting back home in your garage. I don't know. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a glint in Nate's eye that's telling me he might not go back yeah, to reality. Nate's already done. He's not ready. He's done. Check He's out, not guys. Ready. It's already happened. Yeah, so do you have, a, do you have another, another trip in mind? Do you mm. think this might be a yearly thing? Probably more than annual. I'm going to try to turn this into something to transition my YouTube from doing education on yeah. motorcycles into more of moto vlogging and going on the road and inspiring people by meeting people. Try to just start meeting somebody, do a short clip on them, let people see what other people do and the, the troubles that they go through in life and the triumphs they have in life, not just the motorcycles, but the triumphs that they have in their lifestyles. Well, and, and you're on the right track, too, because for so many people, and we know we've talked to them and we've experienced it personally, for so many people, motorcycles are a part of what keeps them sane. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, it is it is mental health. Uh, motorcycles are a part of it. And, you know, working with uh, veterans, I don't know if you know, but there are people out there like Mert Lal, who are creating prosthetics for riders so that they yeah. can get back on a ride. And you know what? And I just wanted to uh, take a second and um, give, I want to give a shout out to uh, E. Kimberly Chavez. And uh, she's pretty cool. Um, on the Were Were, we had a ripple relay that came through here a couple months ago, right, Jim? And yep. uh, uh-huh. as it was going through the U.S., um, it was rainy. there was an incident where um, a couple riders went down, and uh, one of them died, and the other one was, uh, was her. And uh, she lost her leg, and her other, her right, she lost her right leg, and her left leg is still in one of those uh, fixators, right? Um, well, I released the, I had to change the route for the U.S. portion of where we're, and I had to cut out some of the states. It was a really hard decision to make. And when I posted that, a lot of women got upset and started saying things like, well, then I'm out of here. You know, you're not, you're, you changed the route, you're not coming up to near me anymore. Well, thanks. It's been fun, but I'm out. And, she, uh, on her own, um, from her wheelchair, did a post saying, you know what, why would you why would you leave and not support this amazing global relay that's going on to support women riders just because it's not coming conveniently close? How dare you do that? There's a group of women putting a lot of work into it, and there were hard decisions made, and I'm sitting here in my wheelchair with one leg, and I'm still throwing support at them, so why aren't you? And she shut them all down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty <clears throat> fucking cool that she's thinking big picture here and not small picture so there are those kind of people out there who it doesn't matter what they've been through they are still turning around and throwing support maybe even more so because she's been through that and i hope these are the kind of people that you're meeting out there on the road because uh these are the people we we want to you know give some support back and and let the world know that they exist mm-hmm. it's a it's a better place in this world because of these people oh yeah I think so. So shout out to E. Kimberly Chavez. Thank you very much. And and thanks again to you guys for coming down and joining us. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll keep following you. And uh, if you know want to give us any, um, send us emails from the road, give us any updates. We'd love to read them and share them with everyone. You'll get some well, cool thank stuff you so coming. Much. So yep. remember, it's moto.men. So moto, M-O-T-O-D-O-T dot M-E-N. M-E-N. Yes? 
Almost. M-O-T-O-D-O-T-M-E-N.com. There we go. If you make it to a song, you got it down, man. You need a jingle. Where's your banjo, man? Well, hey, you know what? I ran into an individual. He's going to be doing, for the documentary, all of my audio. Just ran into a guy on the road. He is an artist that creates audio across the freaking world. And he said, man, I'll be honored to do that since what you're doing. So I'll have a jingle soon. Awesome. All right. So, everyone, thanks again for listening and keep those emails coming. I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks again. This is Liza. Bagel. Emma Darling. Black Fox. Michael. Mike. Mega Jim. (laughs) And we are out of here. Cool, cool. Cool.